Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explained Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my fellow caped crusaders, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Grant Morrison's Batman. This week, we are tackling Batman and Robin Reborn. I have been waiting counting every single week until we got to this point we finally have our brand new batman and robin who are they we'll get into it but i am first joined by the only two people who i would trust to dive into the heart of the city that i love to try and take it back from both new and familiar villains as we try to take up and maybe enhance the roles that we inherited First up, I've dubbed him my Robin, even though he keeps trying to kill me and usurp me. It's Malcolm Russell Nelson. Listen, I just think I would do a better job. I get it, I could but until do this you, in my sleep. But until the costume fits you, you cannot wear it. My blood decrees that I take control. And he, for some reason, keeps collecting children and turning them into dolatrons. It's Jacob Brown. Hey, I'm gonna make you a better to his eye out and please. I know, cause I'm a professor, cause I know exactly what. Oops, oops, conne I connected your your ankle to your to your wrist bone, so whoopsie day, so <laughs> Jacob, give me a quick bob and a boopy. Hey, a bob and a boopy. <laughs> is is pink gonna be italian is that what we're going <laughs> i've always Did you not hear that anytime i've head. read him i've always heard like a weird like random like uh eastern european accent that's so funny <laughs> but I italian is hilarious a new yorker and now i have that he's a sweaty italian new yorker <laughs> i'm into that idea that's so funny he if i remember correctly he had like a weird accent in arkham knight yeah, he did. Which is more or less how I remember him sounding. Imagine you're the prettiest girl at the ball. At the ball. Yes. And all of a sudden you look down and your feet are hooves. And I am the person who keeps tripping on my cape. I am Eric Azana. And we are going to be talking about issues one through six of Batman and Robin Reborn by Grant Morrison and burr, 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 Frank Quietly. This was the reunion yeah. of the new X-Men team of Morrison and Quietly. I love this. I love this comic. I love this era of Batman comics. Um, this brought me back to reading Batman comics in late in the late 2000s because oh my boy is batman i gotta read it um and notably nine was hot baby oh yes yeah. uh, notably i did do a uh main main podcast episode a wednesday podcast episode on this for my birthday mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. i love this this book helped me come to grips with turning 30 so um, I'm really excited to uh, get into it more in depth with it, with you, with you both. Um, we've all read this, which is really funny because we typically, yeah. at least one of us hasn't read something on the book club before. Yeah, this is so, the first time all of us are on the same page here. And for the first time, I'm going to get to ask both of you, Malcolm, 
Do you remember reading this for the first time? Oh boy, do I. <laughs> Talk uh, to me. This was so backstory on Malcolm. In the summer of 2009, I took a summer gig. Uh, I was working at the movie theater and I took a summer gig at a camp that I used to go to as a kid. Uh, a church camp that I used to go to as a kid in, in, uh, in Arizona, uh, in the White Mountains, called Montlore. Uh, shout Mountains. out Montlore. Hey, yeah, love the White That was why I took the gig, because it was, listen, if you haven't been to the White Mountains, Greer is the most beautiful place I've ever seen, uh, in Arizona specifically, because it is high elevation. During the summer, the hottest it gets is 60, 70 degrees. The coolest it gets is a sweet 30. Uh, <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, so I was up there. Uh, I was a full-time counselor. Uh, and I had my comics being held for me uh, by one Charlie of Charlie's Comics. Shout out, nice. Charlie, uh, who's no longer, you know, with the comic scene. Uh, so pour one out for Charlie. And the week that this came out was like a few day break that we had. And I was so happy that that was the week that this came out. So I came home. Uh, first thing I did when I got into town, I went to Charlie's. <laughs> immediately <laughs> picked up my comics. And it was the first thing that I read. <laughs> I read it before I even read like the end of Battle for the Cow. Cause I had, you know, kept up with online stuff. So I was like, okay, so I know it's Dick. Great. Let's go for it. I just want this. I want this Morrison quietly book. I'm so about the two of them together. Yeah. Let's do this. And I, I brought that single issue back up with me. I read it so hard. I had to get a new copy uh, <laughs> a few years ago because I looked at how bad my copy was and it was so like fingerprinted <laughs> like, oh, because I brought it up there with me. I, I read that thing like every day. I kept rereading number one of this so, so hard. <laughs> I was so excited <laughs> for the rest and then came back down at the end of the summer and got number two because number two had been out and then I... You know, going on and on. It friggin' ruled. The only thing I don't love, we'll get to, but it's something about issues four through six. <laughs> I really don't love. Fair enough. Jacob, <laughs> do you remember reading through this for the first time? Uh, yeah, I do. I it was the summer of '09, right? So in the midst of like my my love of uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. I was busy. No, masterpiece. <laughs> masterpiece. Yes. Uh, I just remember, like, um, I remember God. getting into this. It was the only. I. I me too. I, I. I think this was the only Batman comic I was getting into at the time because I was getting back into comics around around two thousand eight and two thousand nine. About that time, um, I remembered that these two. I think it was these. I think it. Yeah. I think it was these two volumes, like one through six here, that the only Batman and Robin I read. Um, I didn't continue on after after this. Um, I either got busy or like was reading a bunch of other things. But yeah, I remember this very impressed by like how I was able to jump in. I was afraid that I was not going to get any context from what happened because I just knew that um, I just knew that Batman was gone and that this was the new normal was just Dick Grayson as Batman and uh, Damien as Robin. And, and I was like, very, I was like, okay, let's see that. And it's like, that's interesting. It's like, so this kid is a little brooding little asshole. And then like the happy go lucky guy. So, so Dick is basically noir Spider-Man and, and, and Damien 
is just a disgruntled like uh i don't know like uh like um i don't know what kind of sidekick you could possibly think of for for that kind of spider-man an asshole okay there you go <laughs> so yeah assy mcgee is the is the, McGee. Is, is the sidekick of uh, Spider Noir, a uh, Bat Noir, basically, and yeah. uh, it's actually I loved it. I loved every bit of it. I remember that. Yeah, I I mean I remember 2009, summer of 2009 was yeah. the worst summer of my young adult life. And <laughs> I won't get into Whoa. it. I won't get into it. But really, took solace in reading this book because that's fair it's just it's perfect i don't like to throw that word around but this is perfect so let's get into this right let's get into this again we're covering issues one through six of batman and robin by grant morrison and frank quietly i just cannot get over frank quietly's art i love frank yeah it took me a while to come around to it because initially I didn't love it, but over the years I have come to honor and cherish it as everyone should. And uh, I I don't think this would have hit as hard as it did without Quietly's art. Bruh, you need that quietly. Mm-hmm. You, especially for that intro. That's every Grant Morrison run should start with a three-issue. Uh, story arc by Frank Quietly. Yes, one hundred percent. If it worked for New X Men, it should work for everything else that they do. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get into this. Started so off first, with an explosion. Chapter one, iconic cover. Iconic mm. cover. Yes, one of the yeah. best covers of all time. Of all time. It's why. So why do you use it for that hardcover, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 and I want to get into this for a second because I am, and I believe Jacob is as well, reading this from the big Batman the by Grant Morrison omnibus. And in the back, they have uh, design notes. From oh, Lightning, nice. Which I freaking yeah. love. Hell yeah. Because initially the look for Damien and Dick was very different. Very different. The Damien look was going to be a riff off of the uh, Robin outfit from Earth 2 from the 1960s, where it was all gray. The R R for Robin was in the center, and it was surrounded by a bat. Um, Yeah. It would have been wild to look at. Yeah. And then the the Dick costume actually took a lot from Nolan's Batman that had come out the year before with the armored neck and cowl. Which I think is hilarious, considering everything. Yeah. But they decided eventually that it was too off-model and decided to go with something that was more familiar, the classic cape and cow that we have. And Robin's costume was made to be a little bit more traditional as well. I've, I love these costumes. I love these costumes to pieces. Uh, Can I tell you, I love the specific choice for both of them to have two scallops on their arm as yes. opposed to the three. Yes. I think that's such an interesting choice because it visually makes them look like the B team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of genius. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, awesome. that's kind of it genius. It's kind of cool. So it can be like, oh, that's not the regular Batman. He only has two blades on his arm. But like, it's also very specifically utilitarian. Like that's specifically yes. for doing that cool move that Christian Bale does in the first Batman, where he snaps the blade with, yeah. his, with the scallops uh, on his, yeah, uh, on his glove. Maybe. 
So as as Malcolm, man, remember when Christian Bale kept doing cool shit with those? Remember when he yeah. like shot him off into Joker's face? So fucking cool. <laughs> so sick, dude. So sick. So <laughs> as uh, as Malcolm mentioned before, we start this off with two big booms, two big explosions, which I every time that someone uses the uh, the FX to actually write out what is happening, I love it. Yeah. Two big booms, and we are introduced to Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad's wild ride, baby. Mr. Toad's wild ride is this entire first sequence. <laughs> so they are, uh, they are, also, we figured out that, I mean, clearly Batman has beef with Disney. So yeah. we, always. See, we see like that always. Mr. Toad's, uh, him and his compatriots are, uh, escaping poli- a police chase and using explosives to do so when all of a sudden they are beset upon by one of the most beautiful looking double splash pages I've ever seen. And oh, we are yeah. introduced to the brand new flying Batmobile. Fucking whips, My dude. favorite Batmobile <laughs> of all time. It Damn. whips. It's so Damn. sick. The big red glass. The f- It looks like a creature of the night. And, like, uh, like Doc Brown would be, be uh, like oh, jealous be as fuck. Would be, oh, he'd, he'd be, be wet, dude. He'd be yeah. dripping. Look yeah. at this thing. <laughs> and also, I didn't know this initially, but again, going through these design uh, notes, uh, quietly wrote, <clears throat> uh, we didn't want our global warming slash recession era Batmobile to resemble the chrome-piped, gas-guzzling, techno-deco road leviathans of the past. So the Batmobile of 2009 was created to be compact and curvy. Oh, I'm sorry, this is Morrison's notes. As you can see from Frank's sketches, the new Batmobile comes fully equipped with hydraulic suspension, which enables it to assume various driving configurations. Uh, The flying, or the idea for the flying Batmobile in Batman and Robin was suggested by this beautiful and exuberant Alex Ross sketch done as a potential Batman cover in 2007. So I love that this is the recession era Batmobile. Yeah, and they made it specifically to not be industrial. That's so That's Morrison. So uh, I love that. <laughs> and we are introduced to our brand new Batman and Robin, that being Dick Grayson and Damian Wayne, respectively. And I love this. Their I fucking dynamic it. just rules. Immediately, we've Immediately. got Damien with his arms crossed, and he's just like bemused by the whole thing. And Dick's just like, "I'm just along for the ride, man." Uh, um, Dick kind of sounds uh, very Adam West in a lot of this dialogue for me. Uh, yeah, it's like, that's I'm funny. Sorry. That's sorry. funny. I'm sorry. I never doubted you, Damien. Batmobile <laughs> locked to target, disable, and everything like yeah. that. Like it's very. It's like, oh yeah, you can hear some like great batman 66 out of all oh of yeah turbines yeah. the full yeah he's got that attitude <laughs> but he's also in that same way got a little bit of uh 2009 chris pine captain kirk to him yes oh, he's yeah. got that oh, swagger shit. to it that that's yeah. a really good call he's yeah. got that swagger wow. to him where it's like you can see the dna of shatner in there yeah but, but he's yes. also making it his own and he's because he's cool. so full bravado and he's making yes. it cool. Yeah. That's a really um, good call. Yeah. This Even feels on, very on, much on like... Three. Fuck. On Earth 3, Chris Fuck. Pine made a great Dick Grayson Batman. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, if you look at it, specifically like him in like Into Darkness, where he's a little more, he's a little yes. older, he's a little more learned, but he's still a little brash and still yes. needs to learn more. 100%. That's yeah. perfect for that. Shit, that's yeah, a good yeah, call. Yeah. It's a good call, right? There. That's a that, good call. And Zachary Quinto as Alfred. As Damien. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine Damien's a head yes. taller than Batman. He's in this Robin yes. costume. <laughs> yes, I want it. I need Zachary Quinto in like the booty shorts and everything, like full, like Burt Ward. But with the spot characterization. With the spot yes, characterization. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck, that's so funny. I want that. Uh, that's amazing. so funny. Yesterday, I just watched uh, for the first time, purely because of your episode last week, or a couple weeks ago, Eric, uh, Superman Man of Tomorrow. Yes. Um, and Zachary Quinto, really good Lex Luthor. Really good Lex Luthor. Like, oh, so really it's good Lex a little Luthor. Strange. Yeah. He's a really good fit for it. At first, I wasn't yeah. sold, but then, like, by the end, I was like, no, this kind of works perfectly. Yeah. Huh. In the same way that when they initially cast Rain Wilson as Lex Luthor in the old oh universe, God, I, was like, I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know about that. But then it was. It was like, it's oh, perfect. yeah, no, this fits like a glove. <laughs> it's the same thing with Quinto, where I was like, yeah. okay. But yeah, they both crush it. Yeah. So yeah, they're able to disable Mr. Toad's car. Yeah, um, and I love how Damien specifically built this car. They mentioned yes. that he adapted the blueprints. And it calls my, back to Bruce being like, I don't know, with the last iteration where he's like, yeah, I don't know, it's not, not what really I want it. yeah. what I wanted it to be. <laughs> now it is. <laughs> And I love that yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, so the the um, Batmobile can also pick up cars, which, which is, is great. It's so cool. That's so tight. <laughs> so it's so good. It picks up Mr. Toad's car, dumps it in the river. Mr. Toad escapes, and he mentions that Pig had better be pleased. Keep that. It's a tool we'll save for later. <laughs> but And I love Mr. Toad as he's climbing out of the river, and he's just like, Mm, Mr. Toad's a slip, slip, slippery customer. Nobody catches Toad if Toad doesn't want to be. And then immediately just gets very double Adam punch. West, Burt Ward, double socked in the face. Wham! <laughs> yeah, exactly. He falls backwards and the suitcase that he'd been carrying pops open, revealing dominoes. Which is also very interesting. If this if this was an actual movie, they would be playing a version of the Batman sixty six theme throughout this entire chase. Yes, yes. But but like a yes, like is. a junkie XL version of it. There is a there's yeah there's like a, there's actually Ugh. a version. It's called with, Earth sixty six with like uh, heavy. Theme. Yes, there is. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they play that. Yeah. They just play that. <laughs> and then we get this great scene where. Uh, Toad wakes up blindfolded, being hung outside of the Batmobile. Metal as fuck. <laughs> so sick, dude. It's and, so amazing. And he's and I love Dick. Dick as Batman just works for me. I love smiley fun Batman. Yeah. Where he's just like, oh, hey, remember, like you said, you're a slippery customer and you're heavy. And he's like, whoop. Hate to lose my grip before I get the full story from you. And toad gives him the information that he doesn't mean to and dick lets go and it's revealed that he just dropped him on the roof of gcpd i yeah he was just literally it. like a few feet off the roof yeah <laughs> I fucking, it's so good it's so good and so we return to the Batcave, cave which we see uh is almost completely covered in tarps and drapes 
not those. And we see (laughs) Dick and Alfred. I know. know, He's the terror that flaps in the night. Uh, We see (laughs) Dick and Alfred um, basically saying goodbye to the Batcave and to Wayne Manor. Because like we mentioned last week, that is not going to be their base of operations anymore. And I love the the picture, the zoom in on the picture of yeah. the three of them. It just it feels like a it feels like them turning the page. Into it's the end new, of an era. Yes. Yes. Into a new Definitely chapter. End of a chapter. Yeah. And so that brings us to Wayne Tower, which always has bad ears on it. It has yeah. to in every iteration. Yeah. It has to. Remember when um, Avengers Tower looked exactly like this for a few years and it was like, what the fuck are what they the doing? What the fuck are they doing? Wait, so <laughs> why, why is this the choice? <laughs> Though I kind of love the idea of Dick Grayson operating out of the bottom of that and he just doesn't realize <laughs> and the Avengers just don't realize that he's he down there. Yeah, oh my god, that'd be so good. Coming soon, like DC versus Marvel. Somebody's going to go down to the basement one of those times and just going like, what the fuck? What, what, is, the what is all the space? Why are there so many bats down here? <laughs> and then you just see Alfred like halfway through cleaning a dish. And he's like, hello. Jarvis? <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, yes, it is me, sir. Because we know all British butlers look the same. Exactly. Um. But I love the design of this, of just this page showing Alfred traveling from the penthouse mm-hmm. down the ev- down the elevator to the uh, to the Batcave, or to the yeah, um, yeah j- just the bunker, the Bat Bunker, yeah, yes, the Bat, the bat Bunker. bunker underneath, uh, it's really fun seeing like Alfred. I think this is real skill. Uh, Alfred had to like go down a ladder with one hand with the tray. the tray of food all the way down on, on a certain level and i was like that is impressive i cannot do that uh, alfred like was any great at the butler olympics like he, he crushed it. fantastic gold medal year he competed oh nine still crushing it oh yeah. nine's still crushing it he actually he retired in oh nine yes yeah. he it was too he easy for to, him he needed to take more time correct to do this stuff yeah yeah, yeah. he's got some good sandwiches to make He's, I mean, he's he's got a more important job. Yeah, and he he wants to let the next generation. What were, this, what were the sandwiches? Oh, that's what they were. Uh, over. Uh, yeah, chicken and jalapeno sandwiches, sandwiches, baby. Chicken and jalapeno sandwiches. They I, are like, I need to make those, which is delicious. <laughs> but you have to cut all the crusts off because Damien <laughs> yes. doesn't eat crusts. <laughs> yes, and it has to be cut uh, diagonally because yes. Dick doesn't like to cut directly down the middle. Oh, that is an absolute goddamn lie, Dick. Just like me, loves what? having his sandwich cut right down the middle. No, I think he likes the triangles. I think he likes triangles over rectangles, bro. Tim loves the triangles. Interesting. They're more symmetrical. I think, yeah. Interesting. I think yeah. Tim likes the rectangles more. Okay. Because okay. it's more of an, it's easier to do evenly. We're we're, we're gonna fight about this later. <laughs> um, oh, but for now, for now. We do see uh, Alfred getting acquainted with Damien and uh, Dick in their natural habitat. And I love that Damien's job is working on the car. Yes, me too. I love it. I love that he's in his mechanic era. And he's just 
getting his hands dirty he's working and i'm again this is what i love about the two of them and their dynamic is i just see again we talked about disagreeing on this before i love the idea of damien with a british accent or some type of accent like that because it's just yeah. like like smacking the bones down sir master damien a light supper sir and he's just like you can leave it down by my toolkit pennyworth thank you like i just i love mm-hmm. the two of them and how they've they're slowly coming to grips about being on the same page yeah but it's not there yet yeah and he's so, very much his part. i i love that morrison specifically in this era writes damien very much to be like bruce like yes. this is exactly yes. what a young bruce would be yeah it's very wrapped up in his own thing very focused on the mission right that'll be all pennyworth like it, it makes yeah. a lot of sense yeah. down to that panel of you know the that'll be all pennyworth damien looks more like bruce there yes 100 percent. which i think and, is a really interesting choice and it's mm-hmm. again a very bruce thing where he almost gets he opens the curtain just a little bit on his vulnerability yeah. on I promised I'd finish what he started. And then he catches himself. He's like, no, 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 can't be yeah. vulnerable. That'll be all Pennyworth. Yeah, that'll like, be all Pennyworth. Yeah, really exactly. Good. It's very Bruce. It's it's a really, it's it's still Bruce and Dick. It's just yeah. an older Dick and a younger Bruce. He's trying to keep everyone at arm's length so that yeah. he isn't vulnerable at any point. I just, ah, so good. Um, and I love that Damien is just talking about like i could just as easily continue my father's work on my own and dick just goes maybe one day what maybe one day damien but not today get in the car don't forget your mask i just i love their relationship I they love drive their... off and dick's crime is doomed <laughs> i always yeah. i always took i always took that as damien saying that yeah right? oh that's, yeah that's, that's him just yeah. going like crime is doomed like, no, yeah. I, I think it's Dick. Yeah. It's from Dick's side. If it was that's from fair. Damien, that's it would fair. be on the other side. Yeah, that's fair. But I've always read that as just Damien just being like, <laughs> so crime is doomed. Yeah. Crime is doomed. Because <laughs> uh, Damien says something like that early on in the uh, uh, in in Batman R.I.P. or something like that. It's something similar to this. That's why I kind of like, I also thought uh, it was Damien too. Ball. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I always thought it was Dick because I mean, Damien kind of yeah. put out that he's not Batman right now. But it is. Right. On Dick's side. Yeah. <laughs> so Dick's it like, no, it's Batman side. and Robin riding yeah. again. Crime yeah. is doomed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. See, yeah, that's interesting. So that's they're flying through the city, and maybe it's because it reminds me so much of Batman Beyond. But I just love the idea of the Batmobile flying through the city. Yeah, like yeah. I dig that so much. Yeah, and so we cut into their their conversation. And he's just like, "You can have my respect if you earn it." That's all I'm saying. You're not my father. You're not my real dad. <laughs> Lose <laughs> Dick, the attitude, Robin. And he just slaps him down. He's like, "I can still offer Tim Drake his old job back." Just I, uh, he, he's. He's combative, but he's he never loses his levity. No, and that's yeah. what I love about Dick Grayson as Batman. Yeah, like he knows it how rules. to put Damien in his place, and he's just like he's never brought down to that lo- same level. Yeah, um, the way like Damien keeps pushing him down. Yeah, and it's very nice. It's very fun. And he just says, "This is it, Batman and Robin together again." 
for the first time. First time. And then we get this... <laughs> Except in the modern version, it'd be like heavy, like drums. Wow! Wow! <laughs> heavy bass. <laughs> and so we see we see the GCPD building. Uh, Gordon and two goons uh, on the top of two the goons. building as Gordon <laughs> is policing. getting ready. They're goons. Look at them. Look at their goon faces. <laughs> these, okay. these are fucking mooks if I've ever seen them. They're mooks. They're 100% mooks. I'm just saying, we're doing this every night and for months oh. and no answer. Did you make him it's Italian a too? It's, oh, no, it's fucking gold's starting to stink in the heat over here. Yeah, <laughs> no, that I freaks mean... out Batman and Robin in a fucking flying Batmobile. That's stupid. Mm. I uh, know, right? That long, you know, face it. The Batman's never coming back. Had to happen eventually. Yeah, I, lo- <laughs> I love Morrison the way that they write these kind of characters where he's just like, had to happen eventually. Had to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, uh, also, the panel of Gordon pushing the button on the bat signal makes me laugh every time because it's, it's just, just one button. finger. Like he's holding the thing. <laughs> he's so old manning it, and it's yes. so funny. That's such a specific <laughs> character choice for him to have like a power bar and just turn the <laughs> one button on. on. Like <laughs> he has to hold it up in the air. He can't just bend down and click it or click with his feet. He like it's so well, his, funny. His, per- his prescription is like forty years old, but he doesn't want he doesn't want the hassle of going back. Back to the optometrist. He doesn't have time. He doesn't. When would he have time to go get he an eye exam? If he goes to the optometrist, he's going to be a new villain. Yep, the optometrist <laughs> is the villain. Well, I would, you know, I would too. Never trust the doctor if, like, every time I go to the doctor and it turns out it's the Joker or something like yeah, that. Exactly. Like, oh shit! Oh, the God damn it again! Yeah, How do you keep getting these medical licenses? What the hell is this? <laughs> and so he flips the the signal on. And we get, again, one of my favorite images. Batman and Robin together again for the first time. And I love the different body language for both of them. Dick is totally okay with gliding down. Fucking Damien just just shoots down. Yeah. It's so cool. Damien is a missile. Yes. Yeah. Damien is a missile. Big missile. He's literally just big missile energy. energy. BME. (laughs) BME. I don't think that's ever been... Other people can have BD, big Damien energy, but Damien has to have big missile big energy. Missile energy. <laughs> that does make sense. Yeah. Oh Actually, B- Damien is a has a big missile facade that he puts Ooh, on. He's a BMF. That's, the, BMF. that's TM. Big missile facade. You're no right. one's ever done that acronym before. No, um, no, so that's we're gonna it. TM that. There we go. So that's Damien it. is BMF, big yeah. missile facade. Big missile. Um, facade. So, facade. meanwhile, on the ground floor right outside GCPD, some guy just gets shoved out of a car and his head is on fire. No, this isn't Johnny Blaze. No, (laughs) this isn't Danny Ketch. No, this isn't any other Ghost Rider. This isn't the Human Torch? No, surprisingly not. Though as soon as the, uh, the mooks come out to try and figure out what's going on, like, get an extinguisher out here. Get blankets. Hey, we got a metal fire out here. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy's in a serious clock. The guy jumps <laughs> up and just immediately grabs both their throats. 
Meanwhile, like me. <laughs> like so funny. me. So funny. Evening officers, like me. <laughs> I, I never read it with that inflection. <laughs> me neither. That's actually. It's way I funnier was, though. It's like me. I, I thought it was a weird line like, anyway. Like me. But no, it's gonna be like me. Like it's gonna be like me. me. <laughs> and so it's we like cut. A toy. Wee! <laughs> uh, so we we cut back to uh this girl and her dad we don't really know what their deal is but they are uh they're on the run and obviously they're having a tough time um they're being hunted by somebody and as they go to meet up with Uncle Lev, they find that Uncle Lev has been murked by these creepy dolls. I do not like these creepy dolls. No, they are very yeah. creepy. No, not about uh, yeah. them. And they do mm -hmm. not make sounds, which is mm -hmm. terrifying. Don't anybody like that. Who's, anybody who's played Red Dead Redemption 2, y'all remember going through the bayou at nighttime and you get oh, confronted by the night people? All they the don't bayou. make sounds. They're no. just there. They're just there. Dolatrons. That's what the Dolatrons are. Dolatron. They do not make sounds. They just appear. Yeah. And this is where we are introduced to one Professor Pig. Professor a pig. <laughs> <laughs> I waited till you were awake. I want you to know and feel every moment of your glorious transformation, Nico. Strange I'm gonna make you into prosciutto. <laughs> <laughs> you little salami. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has a different name for each one of his dollatrons. He's like, oh, thank you, Capacolo. This is my favorite dollatron. I call her mozzarella. <laughs> And over here is a meatball. He's not too bright up in the head. But this is still a good. It's hard to close place. Oh, and man. So he, they put in my and you thought I was going to segregate all of our other fans from this. And here we are, all of us just gathering together. Just we, ha we have very... now officially become the problem. <laughs> we are. Hi. It's, it's me. Yeah. We're the problem. It's us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they strap Nico to a table and they put the Dolatron mask on him and it looks like a stinky mask yeah but it's acid it's stinky acid it's stinkily acid and Professor Pig pulls on two operating gloves and he says but the pain is the beginning <laughs> of perfection you've been a bad man Nico but that's all over now Pig will make you perfect. Terrifying. 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 I really honestly just pictured him just being uh, uh, Dr. Nick from uh, The Simpsons, just going, hi, everybody. Hi, <laughs> Professor Pig. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's really honestly the way I always like in my head. When you said an Eastern European guy, I was just like, oh, so he's just Dr. Nick. As, uh, That's so this, funny. He's this villain. And so, so we see the uh, we see Professor Pig begin to operate on Nico, promising that his daughter is next. 
And what I love is the the final uh, page of each of these issues gives you a great little next in Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. With a couple panels that represent what's going to happen in the next page. Or the Does next your version issue. also give you uh, a preview of this year's explosive storylines? No, but that is okay. the image that I use to announce this episode on the Twitter, at Pod. Hell Let's yeah! Out, because I do love that. I love that page. Really, really great page. Um, but yeah, so it shows uh, somebody fighting in the dark, Dolatron's stomping a mud hole in Damian Wayne's body, and then a bloody domino, as it promises next in Batman and Robin, the Circus of Strange. Is that Fat Domino's brother? Bloody Domino? Bloody Domino. Yes. So chapter two, again, killer cover. This one homaging an old school, I believe, Detective Comics cover. Yeah. Really great stuff. Really, really cool. Um, But it starts off. God, I we're going to get into it. It's my favorite scene in this entire volume. I mean, I love it to death. It whips. Uh, But we see we start off with Dick sitting in the bat cave and the robin symbol by itself laying on the floor as alfred asks master richard may i ask what happened we cut to batman and robin arriving on top of the gcpd headquarters Ah! love it as they land uh we see dick trying to do his best bruce impression it's like you called commissioner it's like you call you called commissioner gordon (laughs) (laughs) and gordon immediately knows what's up and he just goes it's been a long time a whole lot of rumors and i love i just love the double speak i love the you know we've been upgrading our operation i'm sure you understand so they're there to interrogate mr toad uh, the two mooks are tr- like, it's trouble. Something's up. And immediately Batman and Robin run in to go deal with that. As they mention, uh, Le Cirque de, de Trange. And that's how I'm going to pronounce it. Uh, the Circus of Strange. Yeah. And as they're running down, I love the mook going, didn't they used to be dollar? <laughs> So Batman sounded different, right? And Gordon's just like, different maybe, but familiar. And that kid, I've seen him somewhere before. Follow. Because remember, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. Robin saved his life. Robin saved his life in, in uh, Wayne Manor. And then we get to see this dope as fuck full page spread Fuck. of just batman and robin descending the stairwell not use utilizing the stairs utilizing the grappling hooks as they just drop letting gravity uh, take them down the center it's so fucking cool so sick that's the that's the cool thing is that their movements are so interesting together yeah like they they feel in sync even if they're not actually in sync they yes. move so well together in sync absolutely like, 100%. it's it's a really interesting take on the batman and robin dynamic like it feels very much like when you know bruce and dick were batman and robin like they yeah. they move together in sync so perfectly it's 
it's really beautiful. Cool. Beautiful. Really cool. God. So, so we see our our friend the Flamehead Man uh, make his way into the GCPD and keeps asking people to light him. <laughs> light me. <laughs> And I guess his name is Rex, so he goes in, and then all of a sudden we realize that, wait a second, a circus, a car, oh, it's gotta be a clown car. So everyone starts piling out of the car. Yeah. And... Tim Burton would be so wet for this comic. A hundred percent. Holy shit. This 100%. is exactly his shit. <laughs> yeah, no question. Freaky he would be circus? in love. <laughs> Everybody jumping out of the let's do this. Let's do Excellent. this. Excellent. <laughs> he'd, he'd specifically say it like that too, for sure. Excellent. Excellent. The circus this strange. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we see uh Batman and Robin arrive. They've been using gas to try and uh Yes. knock out all the guards all the policemen uh but batman and robin have gas masks so they get down there and they fight this incredible trio i love them so much yeah it's, it's kind these, of a really cool visual thing it's these three guys who look like conjoined triplets but in fact they're just using a very specific martial art where they are linked up together via their arms and they are just using their fancy footwork yeah like you want to talk fighting in sync like these guys yes. they're crushing it right now they this are that so cool. uh, they are that uh th that three-man piloted jaeger from pacific rim the first yeah one. yeah shit rules yeah and so we see uh we see them hand-to-hand -hand combat with Damien. And something that I don't think is talked about enough when it comes to Frank Whiteley's art is his gift of fight choreography. God, he's so good at it. With how, like, because I think a <sighs> large, um, a large contingent of people who don't like Quitely's stuff talk about how grimy and messy his stuff looks, his art <clears throat> looks when it comes to like his push for like realism, when it comes to uh, his character, his character art, mm -hmm. but everything is so fluid. The panel layouts, the movement of the characters, yeah, the it's movement. so clear. Yeah. His, his movement sense is incredible. It's, it's much better than most artists. I'll be honest. Yeah. Like... <laughs> he shoots everything from wide, which is yeah. makes it really clear where everyone is. And it's just so cool. I think he'd be a really good filmmaker. I think he'd be like a really good like cinematographer. Totally agree. Because totally he understands movement in such an interesting way. Like I would love to see him just do storyboards. Fuck. Like fuck, it would be yeah. dope as hell. James Gunn. Jim? Jimmy. Hey, Jim. Jim. know you're listening. Also come on to the podcast. But also, <laughs> hire quietly for your storyboards for for Brave and the Bold. It might take a year and a half for you to get those storyboards, but this is gonna be worth but it. They're gonna be worth it. We got nothing but time, baby. <laughs> nothing but time. So Damien tags out to Dick, and Dick just demolishes this man. All three of these men. So sick. And Damien is like, all right, cool. I'm going to go. And <laughs> we hear, we hear these, uh, these guys saying, flick, flack, and freak. <laughs> like, this shit really is just Batman 66. 
Yeah. And I love it so much. On a really weird elevated level. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Dick wants Damien to stick with him. Damien goes after the big one, also known as Big Top, which yeah. is this giant bearded lady. Uh, she's kind of terrifying. I'm going to be honest. Scary. Be honest. She is she's scary. Gigantic. This is this is her uh, arms are so big. style terror. Yeah. And I just I love this shit where like she's dragging down one of the guards and we see Damien roll up. And it, the uh and Big Top goes, "Don't come no closer, Racklo." And Damien just goes, "I don't need to. I can cripple you from here." And just launches out his birdarangs into Bang. Big Top's arms, disabling her arms immediately. I But then she just starts flailing them. Like she immediately is hip to it and just starts flailing her arms as weapons. Because she's gigantic. <laughs> he fucking knocks his ass out. Knocks him down. Because he is still a child. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Dick is fighting against Rex, who really wants him to light him, as well as the uh, the trio, the Siamese trio. And he's, I love how the trio goes so much for teamwork. And Dick takes a fire extinguisher, whacks the trio upside the Watch head. And he just all goes, three of them in the face with it. So good. He's like, everyone's a critic. Kicks Rex and just fire extinguishers his head. The the fluid. I mean, this is the movement stuff we're talking about. Yeah. That's four panels of action, and it moves so smoothly. It's, it's so beautiful. clear too, and it's so clear. It's so clear what's going on in each panel, like, and not a single moment wasted. Yeah. It's so worth seeing all of it, so you get a real picture of like, okay, this is what's going on here. It's Absolutely. incredible. Yeah. These are so these cool. are literally just storyboards. Like that's that's exactly what this is. You're really, right. Really, really cool. It's so cool. So we see uh, Damien is starting to get the upper hand against Big Top, starts breaking her fingers. Uh, it is a little disconcerting just how much damage this this little dwarf can do. Yeah, uh, he's but a little freak. As, as uh, we cut back to Grayson, he has tied up the trio, and he's using a specific type of language here. He says, I rock her the jib, Toby. Who's your gaffer? And it's not revealed until later, but I until the very next panel. But I love that Dick got hip to it immediately. He recognized yeah. circus slang. Yeah, makes sense. It's just such a cool attention to detail. He's like, it's circus slang, obviously. Yeah, because he grew up in the circus and he knows the way that they talk. Yeah, it's it's really really cool. What he didn't know is that their gaffer was actually Ted Lasso. Oh He's shit! The gaffer. He's the oh, new gaffer. Shit. And he makes you believe. It's true. And so, uh, <laughs> I love Gordon comes down. He's like, would somebody like to tell me what happened to the security in this place? <laughs> like, seriously. Gordon's such a ball buster. It's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, oh yeah, where's Robin? And then cut down <laughs> to the cell where... Robin has placed a metal bucket on Big Top's head and is just walloping her over and over and over again. And so I just, I love it. 
He's just like, what in Gallopers where? Explain! Because he doesn't speak circus slang. Yep. And so Gordon is like, take one more step away from that person. I, he, I, I love love uh, Gordon the ally. Who doesn't he is. Want to he he, wants, to, he yeah. wants to make sure <laughs> that he asks, he asks pronouns. Fucking uh, sick, dude. That's so tight. Gordon's the best. Gordon's Gordon the best. best. God, that's the fucking rules. <laughs> uh, Damien, of course, uh, immediately misgenders. He just immediately assumes that uh, that Big Top is a he. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And to be honest, truly, we don't know. We never we ask don't know. Big Top's pronouns. That's very true. Um, so... They they immediately collapse once Damien stopped start or stops walloping on them, um, and so they open up the cell to Mister Toad. <laughs> you know this fucking cop has been like waiting, <laughs> fucking waiting to use this. He the, he discovered the, this like twenty minutes ago. Yeah, the moment, <laughs> the moment that he booked Mister Toad earlier in the night, he's like, oh, I'm gonna use this. The moment he said, this motherfucker is gonna die, and I got the best line. He's like, hey, hey, hey Terry. Terry, when this guy does, you're going to want to be around. <laughs> and Terry, who is immediately off panel, looks at him and just goes, oh, man. Oh, man. Marky Mox got the oh, line shit. here. Oh, oh, shit. Said he had a good, Mox said he had a good line about this. I'm wondering what this line is. Here we go. And Mox says, hey, yo, commissioner, you should check this out. The toad. He croaked. <laughs> and then Terry's like, Whoa! Yeah! Yeah! No, 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 no. Yeah! And Gordon slowly turns around and they're like, ooh, 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 ooh that's ooh. bad. That's bad. That's a bad thing. That's a bad thing. That's he, a bad thing. He died. Yeah, he did. That's bad. Yikes. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. Larry, who is never included in any of the cops' <laughs> jokes, is in the back going, boo. I'm in the back. <laughs> He's been he's been working the crime alley beat for the last fifteen years, and he just like, is not amused by anything. This is what you fucking anymore. jokes do in the, he got, in the, in the office. He got demoted. <laughs> you make jokes. He, ah. he got demoted to like crosswalk, you know, and everything. Yeah. And that's all he does. So now <laughs> he's just like he's all of the outside, all the inner jokes are gone. He doesn't know any of them anymore. He's like, oh like, man, I. <laughs> he really stresses about it. He's like, I, yeah. I don't know if that's an inside joke or not. Like, is that just because he's a toad or it, it, <sighs> damn it? I miss everything so, now. So Larry, Terry, and Mark are gonna be our our guys. They're gonna be our our POV. Yeah, yeah they're fucking be on the street. Yeah, the eyes is out here. They're the GCPD enforcers. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God! Larry, but they're, but they're the but they're the natural enemies of the enforcers because they're cops. Because they're cops, yes. they're just cop jamokes instead they're of evil you know, enforcers. Yeah. Evil they're enforcers. the evil enforcers. Wow. The mega enforcers. <laughs> okay, you said it, not me. Okay, <laughs> you said it, not me. I can say it. Jacob and I can't say that. You can say I it. Can say it. <laughs> I'm allowed. Oh my God! Uh, so, so they get back to the cave and dick and damien have it out they are yelling at each other um and dick's just like there are limits to the shit that we could do and damien's like you already told me i can't kill people what more (laughs) do you want from me 
I just love it. He's in a fucking Jason Todd era right here. He's like, oh, I'm supposed to be nice to the police too, which woke Damien. Woke Damien. He gets Honestly, I mean, listen, Damien's, you know, got a little Middle Eastern in him. It makes sense. It makes sense. He he is a minority. He's a minority. It makes sense. He says, no, so, fuck that. I'm not going to be nice to the cops. <laughs> he's like, I believe the term you're looking for is a cab, Batman. <laughs> yeah. All cops are Batman. He grabs the sides of his cape and he just runs away. <laughs> <laughs> never, 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 never. <laughs> Um, but I love that again, like Dick is trying to be Bruce so bad where he's like being Batman and Robin isn't about working alone and thinking with your fists. What about your detective skills? What about learning how to obey a direct order, which is not how Dick Grayson talks. No. Mm -hmm. And Morrison has established that because they wrote Dick Grayson on the first page of their run. Mm -hmm. Iconic. Mm-hmm. Iconic. I truly believe that Dick Grayson, right next to Superman, is Grant Morrison's favorite DC character. And until they come yeah. on this podcast and tell me otherwise, yeah, do it, Grant. That's what I'm going to believe. Come on, Fred. That you wouldn't. Yeah. But you wouldn't, you Gmo. You won't. But you, you won't, won't, Gmo. You won't. But it'd be really cool if you did. Gmo, more like G. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh so so dick and damien are still arguing uh and damien like calls him out on it he's like this pathetic impersonation of my father makes a mockery of his memory and i just i love it he calls him out because they are more in sync than they realize Mm -hmm. they are they understand each other because they weren't trying to be but when they're trying to be is when it all goes that's when it goes to shit yep and so Damien leaves, throws down the Robin symbol and drives off in his little Robin cycle, which again, love the design. Love the, mm. that is a sexy cycle. It yeah. sure is. Holy shit. Because you can shit, tell like the, the front half of it like swivels. Yeah. Yeah. There's that long crease. You know what this is? It's a fucking Tron Legacy light cycle. It's a light cycle. It's a light cycle. That's why <laughs> I like it so much. It's a light cycle God mixed damn with it. like the bat pod. Like yeah. you yes. have to clearly drive it with your shoulders. Like it's it's a light cycle. <laughs> it's a light cycle. <laughs> also, uh Tron Legacy Garrett Headland would have made a great Nightwing. <sighs> I've been on that train for a while. Dude, he would have been great. He would have been great, but he also would have been made a great Jason Todd. Yes. That's the thing. Right he would now, have been though, either of them. He's, he's my Green Arrow pick. I think he would make a great Green Arrow right now. Fuck. Eric, that's a great choice. If they don't get Michael B. Jordan as Green Arrow, I think he's a great choice. Oh, yes. Either one of them I think would do really wow. well. And in, I don't remember the name of the show he's on right now. He has the Green Arrow facial hair. Is he on a show right now? I'll he's on a show it. right now. I don't. I don't, I don't remember. Know he's on. I'll watch it. I I love Gary Hedlund. Uh, I think he's very underrated. He is what um, what's what's the Sons of Anarchy guy that I don't uh, Charlie like? Charlie Hunnam. 
He's what Charlie Hunnam. He's what everyone thinks Charlie Hunnam is. Which is amazing they because they Gary played Hunnam brothers was. in uh in that like new front in that frontier yeah movie, in that frontier which movie, I loved. Yeah. It fucking yeah. rules. And if it got a theatrical release, people would love it as well. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> Triple Frontier is the name of the movie. Um, I think in yeah. the in the show Tulsa King right now. He's in Tulsa King. He's in Tulsa King? Yeah, Fuck, he's in I've Tulsa King. I have been meaning to watch that. I had no Same. idea. But he's got, because I was looking up pictures of him. Fuck yeah. He's, he's still my Green Arrow pick. He has. He, he'd be a fantastic Ollie. He has the look. He has, he has the look. That he has the attitude. Mustache goatee combo. He has the attitude like really down. Yeah. Like a little bit of a chip on the shoulder. Uh, but just like high in his own morals, like he he would be fucking perfect. Yeah, uh, Tron totally. Legacy, a really good Green Arrow movie. <laughs> Tron Legacy, a really good Dick Grayson Batman movie. A really oh, good yeah. Dick Grayson Batman movie. Uh, Tron Legacy, just a perfect movie. Just a perfect movie. Five just stars, a, no notes. Five stars, no notes. Where, Where is my Tron three? <sighs> Where's my Tron 3 that comes from Tron Legacy? Not Tron 3 that we're actually getting. <laughs> that's not Tron 3. That's that's the weird that that's the weird alternate it's Morbius Earth. 2. That's Morbius it's 2. A, it's Morbin, it's an alternate universe. It's Morbin Boogaloo. <laughs> so we then get the best scene in this volume for me is yeah, the discussion same. between Dick and Alfred. And it's just like I I love them talking about the differences between them, the differences between their upbringing. And it comes down to this conversation about something that they are both well familiar with live performance for Mm -hmm. Dick. It was the circus for Alfred. It was the theater Mm -hmm. and Alfred as a theater actor has always been my favorite backstory for him. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I yeah, love, don't get me wrong, I love Pennyworth, the origin the of The origin Batman's of Butler. Batman's Butler? Yes. Yeah. You mean DC's Pennyworth, the origin of Batman's Butler, on HBO Max right now, stream all three seasons? Oh, it's a three The very same. And it's, it's great. But Alfred the theater actor has always it's spoken to me, and I love that aspect of him. This is also when Dick brings up, he's like, it's not even Damien. It's Gordon, those cops, every or nobody believes I'm Batman. I spent years building up respect as Nightwing, and now they're looking at me like I'm one more psycho Batman impersonator. The whole, this whole idea of replacing Bruce was insane. And he waits for a second. He's just like, because this is what I do when something's wrong and I get ranting about it. I start nitpicking and bringing up other things that <laughs> I would let slide yeah. ordinarily. Yeah. He just yeah. goes, and I hate the cape, Alfred. The cape was the first thing I ditched when I got out on my own. I'm way off balance. I just, I love it. I love, love it. it. So good. And he brings up that this is his dark night of the soul. It's, but instead, it's yeah. the dark half hour of the dark soul. Dark half hour of the soul. <laughs> dark half hour of the soul, yeah. And then Alfred gives him this incredible speech that I take with me everywhere. And he says, as I see it, your parents were show business people, Master Richard. Those are your roots. Try to think of your Batman not as a memorial, you and I know he'd hate that, but as a performance. Think of Batman as a great role, like uh, Hamlet 
or Willie Loman, or even James Bond, and play it to suit your strengths. Master Damien will undoubtedly be racing towards trouble as we speak. Curtains up. Everyone's waiting for the hero to take the stage. And the spotlight is on you now. It makes it yeah. emotional every time. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of perfect. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. And he's holding the bat cowl like he's about to dive into poor old Yorick. Yeah. Like, it's I, also very, very the birth of Batman in yes. Master Phantasm, him just 100%. holding it like that. Because yeah. he's holding the mask again. Mm-hmm. And then it's always Dick, Dick putting it back on and being like, don't ever let me forget the Golden Rule, Alfie. The show must go on. And like, Alfred, as a proud papa in the back, just goes, break a leg, sir, as they say in the trade. As they say in the trade. I'm fucking, fucking, I would cry. It's perfect. Cry. <laughs> it's perfect. God, I love it so much. It's perfect. Um, whew. We cut back to, uh, to Damien, who has made his way to the headquarters of the Circus of Strange. Oh, you know what the bike is? It's Akira. It is Akira, 100%. Yeah. It's just Akira. It's an Akira light cycle, which yeah. is the greatest Yay. combination of words that I've ever heard that's, in my entire that's life. That's <laughs> um, Yeah, God, so good. Um, so he shows up and he finds that girl, Nico's daughter, who has been turned into a Dolatron, and then he is walloped from behind and gets the shit stomped out of him. Uh, as Professor Pig's big plan has come to fruition. Explosions, people, there's chaos. It's terrifying. terrifying. But we do get this beautiful last page of Dick and his new bat cycle rolling out into the rain as we head towards the final act of this first arc. <sighs> I love it so much. Uh, chapter, chapter three again mm-hmm. incredible cover amazing mm-hmm. cover of the amazing town of Dolatrons and Batman and Robin very small in the middle of the tower just fucking fighting them off and you That's guys know sick. the the backstory behind this cover right no no so I love this this is also in the design notes in the back um, quietly made this cover as an homage to the killing joke there's that famous picture of the Joker after he first becomes the Joker for the first time, his hands in his hair, his yeah, eyes are wild, yeah. he's got the haws behind him. Yeah. If you flip this upside down, that cover has two eyes. Holy shit! The Batman hands and are Robin the, are the shit. nose. What? And what in the, the actual fuck? cover, in the actual cover, it has the Batman and Robin logo. And the color of that Batman and Rob- Robin smile. logo is the smile. Holy shit. I'm looking at it right now. That's blowing my fucking mind. Wait, wait, say that again. Oh, like, flip, flip the cover God. upside down. Flip the cover upside okay. down. Ooh, yeah. So you've got the two fuck? eyes. Batman and Robin in the center. There's the nose. <laughs> yeah. And okay, then... so, I, so the Dolatrons are the eyes. Is that right? Yeah. Do you, do you see the two eyes? Yes. And then the nose is Batman and Robin. Yeah. And then if you turn, Jacob, if you turn to the back of the omnibus, 
there's the page where it shows the logo and the logo is the smile oh oh that's why okay the, yeah because the, right. the, the text list cover doesn't the, sell the full yeah. image because it doesn't no, it have doesn't. the logo on it i was like oh i was like okay okay i see the eyes and everything but that's a, yeah, really yeah, cool. yeah all right all right that's really funny so yeah Holy right shit. it's so fucking cool that's, oh, that's awesome really again that's quite amazing. next fucking level next fucking level go ask your mom is one of the last things of uh them, them like talking about this what was it is it, yeah. it is coincidence just our name for those moments when we are most truly aware of the fearful symmetry of existence i don't know go ask your mom go ask your mom <laughs> oh god yeah it's, that's pretty it's trippy so that it's is so very good. trippy that's Ugh. a great that rules gosh. that really is awesome wow yeah. it's it's amazing so yeah, um, chapter three, part three, Mommy Made of Nails, uh, starts off with uh, Batman getting some quality time with Rex. And I just love that he's really selling that he's physically weaker than Bruce, but he's using that to his advantage. Where he's like, let's try that again and pray my upper body strength holds out. Because for Bruce, this would be nothing. Holding up a, a fully grown man is like nothing to him. For Dick, it's a little more difficult. He's smaller, he's more wry, but he uses that as an intimidation tactic. And it's just, his creativity as Batman is what is so fucking cool. And so he's driving the Bat Cycle at full speed with dangling Rex maybe an inch above the road. And he's like, are you ready to talk yet? And he finally talks, tells him what he needs to know. Uh, Dick drops Rex back at the GCPD and he heads off and he's got, uh, he's got, oh, fuck, I love this. We, we have him and Gordon on, uh, on the telephone with each other and Gordon goes, I allowed you access to a suspect and you dragged him screaming through the streets. Who the hell are you? And Dick finally says, I'm Batman. <laughs> fucking whips dude. i fucking love it so much it drives it drives all night just like dick grayson in this comic yes fucking whips dude meanwhile the slitted Dave, eyes and through the rain it's a very very batman yup and it cuts to two more slitted eyes those of damian waynes as he wakes up robin pinned down and his immediate, he wakes up, he's like, so, whose neck do I break first? Like, he is, again, he's BMF. He's got that big missile facade on right now. Uh -huh. And so, Professor Pig is... Professor Pig's, Professor Pig's over here being Louis from uh, Little Mermaid, just going, Moi, le poisson, le poisson, That's how he wakes up, is him oh, singing you're it. <laughs> oh, you're awake. I look who's a bad from a dream of land. <laughs> you first, then. You can be perfect first. Did I tell you on Monday, she's a normal, formless chaos? <laughs> I like you. You like me. And then he he says, you know what? I'm going to go for Robin first. I'm going to make you a Dollatron. I'm going to make you perfect. And then he goes, and this is how we know this takes place in 2009. He's got a little iPod Nano. Oh, yeah. Little pink Sexy iPod Nano. Hot. Sexy hot. 
sexy disco hot. <laughs> and he starts fucking working it. This is one of my favorite sequences in a comic I've ever seen in my life. Dang. I think this is unbefucking believable. <laughs> so when you get this sequence, this fucking dance sequence of his. Oh my god, this is like Buffalo Bill actually performing in front of somebody. Yes, yes. Yeah. it's Buffalo Bill like with Nicki Minaj energy. Yes, like, yes. and it fucking rules. Goes, it's I've got that so good. <laughs> Would a you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd I'd fuck fuck me. me. I've got that wet ass piggy. Wapa <laughs> <laughs> wapa. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna end the book club here. Uh, oh, that's all we need. Good night, everybody. Oh we are now time for the mail's bag. Oh we're my god. We're going out. I've been Jacob Browns. There's some dolls in this house. There's some dolls in this house. There's some dolls in this house. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing ever. Gonna take that big bat cycle and park it up in my garage. (laughs) (laughs) So the certified freak, seven days a week. (laughs) Drop it like it's hot. What? That's a piggy. Got that pussy gang weak. (laughs) Got the GCPD weak. Gonna make the anaconda stronger. Uh, (laughs) And he's straight up, he does twerk in this as well. Look at him, look at him go. Oh, God. I just love the ripping of the shirt and like, oh, God, with the tools. It's so his good. fucking tongue music. too, like licking the bottom of the mask. Like yeah. it's so gross. He's so, so awesome. He's so <laughs> gross and amazing, yeah. and he is very clearly off of his meds, and I respect yes. that about him. It's like now it's wrong. You look at me like I'm out the ship. Like I drank too much and forgot my medicine. Is that it? I'm an <laughs> artist. <laughs> Who can expect me to work on antipsychotics? I hate this music. And it's his <laughs> music. Fucking rules. It's so good. Fantastic. And Robin, at the very end of all this, just goes, "You, you just redefined wrong." And he frees himself from the ropes. Oh man. And he's like, "No, you ruined it." You ruined it, and I'm leaving. <laughs> and like you know, like Abba's still playing because that's what he yeah. was actually dancing to. No, he's he's dancing to Waterloo. It's Waterloo. It's Waterloo. Waterloo. Because Damien could escape when he wanted to. Exactly, my friend. You get it. Well played. Well played, Eric. I see you. Well played. We're like this. 
We're like, <laughs> we get it. We get, we it. get it. Let's just say that if this was a movie, like, oh, this is definitely going to be James Gunn's like thing because ta- like ABBA is going to be playing. Lord. The, the soundtrack they, for if this they announce is be this amazing. and Professor Pig is the villain, no, James Gunn like... can have my money forever. Now, see, it's got to be fucking Matthew Vaughn for that. That's the thing. It's got to uh, have that Kingsman oh, fucking energy. Yeah. Where, like, is the Kingsman, like, in the fucking church sequence? <laughs> oh, at this oh point, God. 100%. Like, th- that's what this has got to be. But, yeah. but while Waterloo is playing, just while fucking Waterloo Damien rolling playing. through these Dolatrons. <laughs> yes, yes. God, oh yeah. God. Fucking love it. Meanwhile, uh, oh, Dick is right. operating in Gotham, taking out these uh, these bombers that the Dolatrons have become, but they're all empty because the weapon is not explosives. They're germs. Mm-hmm. Fucking genius. It's How? very uh, it's very Dark Knight Returns. Yes. It's a chemical weapon. Thing. Down two, they look a lot like... The Dolatrons look a lot like uh, the fucking... The fucking doll toys yeah. from Dark Knight Returns God, that are like so flying true. around. Like yeah. that's that's the thing that's really interesting yeah. about this is that it, it is very much fucking Joker's plot from Dark Knight Returns. Yep, you're absolutely right. But you're made anew right. and done better. Yeah, because true. Dark Knight Returns is nowhere near as good as this. Yeah, facts. Hot take of the week. <laughs> hot take of the week. No, it's not. That's yeah. not a hot take. That's fucking factual. You right. <laughs> So Damien makes his way absolutely dismantling all of the uh, all the Dolatrons and rescues the girl whose name is Sasha. Sasha. And he promises to get her out. Uh, Sasha grabs a fucking candle and lights Professor Pig on fire. Which is bad because his nipples already looked weird and she just lights into his chest. A lot of weird patchy uh, chest hair as well. Yeah. Yeah, lights him That's up. That's all singed, and now it's gonna be even worse. And so <laughs> I love him. Be like, "Oh, piggy, run, piggy, run!" <laughs> he tries to escape, <laughs> oh, utilizing piggy. a uh, a roller coaster cart. Damien goes after him instead of getting Sasha out. It's terrible because as he's going, he reaches back and she says, "Don't leave me. You promised." And and he leaves her behind. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, that surely won't come back to, to exactly. haunt him or bite him. No, no, nope. no. Um, so he's making good choices here as a superhero. He's, yeah, for he's, sure. He's yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So that leads outside. Uh, Damien and Pig continue their fight as Batman rolls up, and I just fucking, fucking love. We don't see that clip. Punch him. <laughs> yeah. Wham. Yeah. And then he rolls up, and just the silhouette. The shadow of the bat casting large over mm. Professor Pig. I wasn't doing anything wrong. I swear I didn't mean it. I don't. Oh no! And they gave him that big old <laughs> barrel, <laughs> double Ow. kick, breaking the Professor Pig mask. They take care of the rest of the Dolatrons. The fucking and... how no! He said like that. Me how? Oh, no. No. <laughs> pheromone it's over so here. Just, oh no. It's so funny. The, so they they take out all the Dolatrons. The day is saved. 
But then Damien realizes. He looks back as the uh, as the tent has caught on fire, catching the entire circus on fire. And he just goes, "That there was a girl. And then he recognized, did you just save my life? <laughs> I love it. Very put off. Yes. And so Batman connects to Gordon. He's like, it's an aerosol narcotic. It's spread like a flu, an addiction you can catch. Just a wonderful concept of an yeah, idea. Yeah, genius. He's like, he's like, I don't know how easy it's going to be. And then he grabs the vial that says antidote on it. That's so fucking it's good. It's so Batman 66. <laughs> it's it, so it really Batman is. 66. Yeah. Yeah. And so they get to... Uh, they get back. They've restrained uh, Professor Pig as Batman has got the vial of the antidote. And he's like, all right, there's no one alive in there. She must have got out. Talking about the girl. Talking about Sasha. And Damien just goes, he better hope so. Uh, we see Gordon has arrived. Everyone is taken into uh, into custody. He, and Batman mentions he invented an addictive identity-destroying drug in the form of a virus. The gangs were using it to control women until Pig finally realized the potential of what he'd created. Infect the city, hold it for ran ransom, revolutionize the drug trade. Which is kind of a genius plot. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of incredible, actually. It's just a tiny bit undercut by how fucking psychotic Professor Pig is. That's the thing. If yeah. someone wasn't, if, if he wasn't, you know, losing it, he would have gotten away with this pretty easily. Yep. Yep. Pretty easily. And yeah. so, but that leaves the question, who killed Mr. Toad? Because he didn't. Professor Pig had nothing to do with killing Toad. Yeah. He yes. says, it's not over. And Batman goes, maybe not, Commissioner. But next time Gotham gets sick, you know how to reach us. And he tosses him the antidote. A wonderful fucking panel. Yeah. <laughs> fucking wonderful panel. Um, they cut back to just this horrific scene of the Dolatron's faces are coming off with the masks. It's ter it's horrifying. Oh, and Professor so Pig is Valentine L. I believe it's Lorenzo. Laszlo. Laszlo. Laszlo Valentine. Which now makes me want to have Matt Berry Matt play, play this. Pig. Yeah. Matt Which would be Barry would fucking incredible. incredible. Oh, that would be so cool. All my dollies are rose like dominoes. Dominoes. <laughs> what Thanks, happened to me team. has happened to God. Going, going. <laughs> oh, that would be. Ah. That would rule. <laughs> that that would actually be would be awesome. really cool. So we cut back. Oink, oink. We oink, cut back oink. to Batman and Robin driving and i love robin going so we agreed it's robin and batman from now on and th this is such an uh, just such a perfect movie ending yeah for this yeah yeah and dick just goes yeah that'll catch on and they have found <laughs> le bossu they roll up and mm -hmm. we cut back to the very beginning of this where we see Batman and Robin will never die. Mm -hmm. As they arrive 
to the ending scene of Batman R.I.P. We have now caught up. We are now in present day. Full circle. As bus. Sorry, I didn't mean to actually bust that out. As the bossu has the has the as the cops strung up, and he says, "No one can save you from this. Even Batman and Robin are dead." As Dick says, he was part of the criminal cabal that took down your dad and tried to lobotomize me. So this time, it's personal. It's personal. Damien cracks his knuckles. The window crashes through as Damien prepares to enact some French violence. Yeah, baby! Yeah. And in the epilogue, the little post credit scene, we see Alfred with the picture from Wayne Manor of him, Bruce, and Dick, putting it next to a picture of Talia and Damien. The family together, even though they are fractured. And as Alfred closes the drapes, not those ones. No, he's closing um, the drapes. And someone's watching. Someone's watching. He's always watching. He's always Somebody's watching. Somebody's watching me. Uh, we cut I to the hospital. Privacy. Where we oh. see... Uh, we see that Sasha has survived and she is smothering all of the Dolatrons, including, I'm assuming, her father. Her father. Yeah, her father. And Maja. we see. He's my papa. They're like, what are the doll people? Let's kill like the others. And she just goes, I'm different from them. And she just starts slashing, killing everyone nearby until a gunshot rings out. A second gunshot rings out. Hell yeah. You hear a voice off to the side say, you need a friend, right? And me? I'm looking for a partner to help me wipe the vomit off the face of Gotham once and for all. Well, you have anything else planned? And we get the reveal. Mysterial? Yes. (laughs) We get the reveal of ultimate mysterious. No. (laughs) Yeah. We get the reveal of a brand new red hood. The fucking awesome looking super villain costume. Like fucking incredible costume. Incredible costume. Yeah. Uh, Chapter four kicks up. Again, beautiful cover. Just fucking love. Fight against crime grows grows up. up. And we see Red Hood and Sasha, who has become his sidekick. Uh, The two of them are the newest dynamic duo. Mm-hmm. But chapter four marks a uh, little bit of a change. <laughs> yep. It's a change of artiste yep. here. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm, this is. This is Philip Tan. Philip Tan. This is Philip Tan? This is Philip Tan. I. His artwork has changed. Philip Tan. (laughs) (laughs) There is like one panel in here that I think is really good, and otherwise, I do not like Philip Tan. Uh, Back to like when this was first coming out, I got the fucking number four, and I was like, oh, I'm so pumped. Like one through three were perfect. And I opened this, I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? No. And due to. Due to that, and also due to the fact that we just fucking love the first three issues so much and how cinematic those are, we might go through these a little bit quicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, I, I'm sorry. I I think this is a really unattractive book now. It went from being insanely pretty and very, like, thoughtfully laid out to being, like, 
pretty unattractive, like very murky and just not clear. It, it, it's so weird how this next three issues just don't look very good. <laughs> these, it's kind these, of crazy. Yeah, these kind of like uh, it, it feels like it, uh, we've kind of uh, rebooted too early the yes. battle for the cow yes. uh, events. That's kind of what this three these next three uh, like issues are kind of to me. It's That's just yeah. it's like oh okay, um, we're I guess we're doing this again. <laughs> Here's the thing: is that that's exactly it. What was the point of Battle for the Cow? Uh, <laughs> like, uh-huh. Literally, between last week's epilogue issue and then these issues, there was no reason for Battle of the Cow because yeah. it's all just retreading the same fucking thing. Like, <laughs> you're not wrong. That's insane. Yeah, and I think like this story is better. Like, <laughs> yeah, like no, it, it felt like Gima was just like, wait, what did you do? You did that story? Like, oh, yeah, I'm that. not I'm interested in that. I'm no, like I want to do my version, and yeah, it yeah. works I better. I think. I think the story is very good. I just think it looks yeah. not great. And yeah. it completely invalidates uh, Battle for the Cow. Like, there's no reason for Battle for the Cow to exist. To happen. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it kicks off with uh, Batman and Robin pursuing this criminal who has stolen some money. Lightning uh, bug. Lightning bug with his storm Fashion gun. icon of the week for me. Really? Yes. Really? I like. I really. I Grim Reaper knockoff, motherfucker. Really? I love the beetle knockoff. Yes, I love this beetle like fire, uh, firefly knockoff character because this would totally. If I was writing Batman, I would totally make this my like, sh- uh, like shocker character. You would. Like totally. You would. Would. Yeah, you would. I fucking love this like, character. So it's. Lightning Bug escapes Batman and Robin for the moment, but he's confronted by Red Hood and Sasha, his new partner. Uh, Sasha slices his fucking throat. Sasha. And then <laughs> as we see Red Hood load him up with bullets, we see Sasha's on her social media game. Mm-hmm. They're live streaming. Oh, yeah. And we mm-hmm. now know that her new code name is Scarlet. And so Scarlet and Red Hood kill this guy and they are putting the word out. They say, let the punishment fit the crime. Sick. Very sick. And that's sick. their and that's their new that's their calling card. They do actually leave they a specific drop calling a card, card yeah. that says yeah. Vengeance Arms Again, his red right hand. The red Chong. right hand. That's got. That's gotta be his theme. That's yeah, gotta be his theme. Because Jason Todd saw Scream once and was like, "Fuck that rules." No, because because J- <laughs> Jason Todd regularly watches Peaky Blinders. Is that in Peaky Blinders? It's the theme song. Red right hand. Shut the fuck up. No way. Yes, it is. It's I've never seen Peaky Blinders. That's Bro, so awesome. You would that fucking rules. love Peaky Blinders. I know. I know. That's the thing. I just haven't done it because I I know I'm gonna get Two lost. Secrets wide in the border files. I yeah, mean, that's one of so, the best things about Scream is that they always play that song. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> For it's no reason. Good. <laughs> so we see Dick and Damien doing their doing their socialite thing, going to galas. Um, this is when they meet one Oberon Sexton. Oberon Sexton! His yes! nickname is the Grave Digger, which I think yes! is hilarious. One of the best characters in this run. Easily. He's he's very interesting. 
I'm <gasps> curious yeah. to know more about him. I'm very him. uneased by him. I don't know who Do you this guys... guy is. Okay, so yeah, Jacob, so... you didn't go further than this, right? No, no, I didn't. Okay, Eric, do you know? I don't know who this is. Is he some? Is he not over in Sexton? Fuck. Okay, cool. There's really cool stuff going on with over in Sexton. Cool. Looking really forward to fucking it. cool stuff. Yeah. Holy so, shit! Yes. They say that he they have a mutual interest in crime, and I guess he's an author of some sort. Yeah. Um. They say his face some was detective? scarred yeah. by criminals who killed his wife. Mm. Um. So yeah, they're doing their thing. Uh, he is very like he feels very much like a uh, Sherlock Holmes character. Yes, one hundred percent. He's very Moriarty like. Yeah, yeah. Like he's very he yeah he's very okay. Is he the misdirect character or is he actually like the villain? Yeah, like, yeah. That's yeah. that's what I'm getting from him. It's just like I don't know how to feel this guy. I don't know how to vibe this guy because I don't know if he's like the, a villain or a hero. And that's the vibe the whole fucking time, and it rules. And I think it's yeah. super fun. So we cut back to Batman and Robin doing their thing. Red Hood and Scarlet are growing closer. Uh, Grant Morrison here directly references all-star Batman and Robin. (laughs) Where he talks about, Dick does, talks about how, like, we're going into a fight. One of the first things Batman warned me about when I started out as Robin was how easily a hood can become a blindfold. And he just pulls his hood over Damien's head. He's like, I can fight blind. Like, cause fucking, of course he can. I can hear you breathing, and beat you senseless in the pitch darkness. And so they come up against uh, this group of mobsters with the ugliest looking penguin I've ever seen. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Phil Tandra's an ugly ass penguin. Oh man, which it's so gross. In in this one instance, I think is to his benefit. Yeah, because uh, penguin looks fucking terrifying. But then, this is one of the few times where like penguin sounded like Danny DeVito in my head. Like yes. this is that's how ugly this he is was. Direct, like, again, Tim Burton would love this shit. Yeah. So, so Red Hood and Scarlet roll in, kill literally everybody, and are about to kill Penguin when Batman and Robin arrive. And Red Hood and Scarlet get ready to throw down. This last panel here, the let the punishment fit the crime panel, that's my favorite panel that Philip Tan has ever done. Dope. Because I think the movement of Jason Todd sideways Whoa. sliding the guns is sick. Like that's it's very, very John Kingsman. Woo. Very John Woo, very Kingsman. Like I think that rules. And so we begin here, uh, chapter five. Great cover again. You guys hear that? Could have sworn I just heard Prince for a second. Never mind. Um, so, Prince? yeah, that was weird. Um, Are you hearing Party Man? So we maybe I don't know. It, it sounded <laughs> it was like far off. Um, but so Scarlet and Red Hood continue their fight, fighting crime. And this time they decide that the crime is Batman and Robin. And they begin uh, some fisticuffs. Fucking Penguin escapes with an umbrella. Little umbrella yeah. helicopter. I fucking love it. It's amazing. And so Dick knows who this is. And Red Hood is immediately aware that Dick knows. And I love oh, that yeah. fucking Dick is just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing, why are you like this? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm here to fight crime. And Dick's like, dude, fucking 
you don't need to perform for me, man. Like we could just like let's talk. Like, listen. <laughs> you're doing the Batman voice. I can tell that you're doing the Batman voice. But I'm not <laughs> doing any voice. You are yep. like seriously <sighs> inflecting yourself. Let the punishment fit the crime. You're doing it again. Like I I just want to talk to you, not dot this. Please. But Damien immediately recognizes that Scarlet was the girl that he failed to save. And I love that aspect for him. Yes. Uh, so they have to, again, we get this quick little news thing with Oberon's the grave digger sexton, author of Masks of Evil. Hell yeah. Uh, doing his best uh, Dark Knight Returns psychiatrist talking about, you know, the effects <laughs> of crime fighting. That's yeah, awesome. Um, and, you know, again, talking about Philip Tan's art, we see this page in this panel where Damien is a 35-year-old man. Um, yes. That's, also, that, oh, it's so inconsistent. Oh, yeah, right here. As he shaves his forehead. As he's, um, he's, he's, so I'm assuming he's, he's taking pulling, the spirit gum off. Yeah, it's the mask. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's actually the mask. Because he, like he's, he's already taking the mask off. Oh, it, he's I already got was, the mask off in the previous page. Yeah. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was him rolling the mask, like like uh, like rolling it off. That's because he's because he's doing it in the page before where he's taking the lid off the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's literally right. pulling the mask off, and then they have him rubbing like a fucking pit, uh, fucking uh, fun sticks yeah. stick like <laughs> on his face to get the spirit gum off, I guess. But it's I super guess, yeah. weird. Like, yeah. what a weird panel. And yeah, he looks he looks like Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's so, so weird. We cut to uh, Red Hood and Scarlet, a.k.a. Jason Todd and Sasha. We see him unmasked for the first time, and he's back to being a redhead, baby. Back to being yeah. I love, I love this bit where he's I back to being this. a redhead. He's got the white streak still. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm getting zits under this helmet, and I'm going bald, so he's got this receding hairline. Yeah. I fucking love it. He's like, you know why I'm going bald, right, Scarlet? When I was Robin, Batman made me dye my hair so I looked more like Grayson. This gray and then the gray streak I've, I've had. <laughs> since I crawled out of the Lazarus pit after being dead. And she's like, I know you so don't care about dramatic. any of my backstory. I just thought this would be informational at least so we can be on the same level. You understand me? I have to, I have to, I have to divulge into my whole life before I go into things. I kind of love how lame Morrison makes him. (laughs) He he makes him super lame. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. It's very, uh, God, he looks, he, this is, uh, I had this revelation and I'm like, this is, uh, I, I guess you could say like, since uh, how Dick Grayson is very much like Spider-Man, like this red hood, this version of Jason is very, uh, uh, carnage but with like <sighs> rock as carnage kind of in my way okay that's the way I look. You, know, you know what i mean i thought you were gonna say something else no. no 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 and eric wanted to i saw him ready to fight <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay we're good um no, we right? to a really <laughs> right? gruesome okay. scene where we see a party jet uh that landed has been just is filled with bodies of dead people and people who have had their faces eaten there it is again i could have sworn i just hurt never mind are you um, prince again yeah it's the weirdest fucking thing interesting um so they say that whoever this man was this man flamingo 
ate her face. He skinned her face and ate it. So some, so Eduardo Flamingo is the alpha enforcer for the Penitente Carnell. Mm-hmm. Carnell. Cartel. Carnell. Yeah. Um, something's happening. Love this guy is on his way. And so uh, Batman and Robin uh, engage with Red Hood and Scarlet once again as they're trying to kill a mob boss in the uh, hospital. Fucking pouring bleach into his IV bag. <laughs> they're so bad at this. They're so it's bad at so this. So funny. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, they've been on a QAnon like rampage forum, and they just <laughs> found what out the that the only boy? way to like help these patients is by pouring bleach into their IV. I know. I, I've been there. <laughs> I've all been there. I mean, they're it's, just trying to protect them from COVID. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all they're trying to do. And so they they escape. That virus. That virus that happened. Yeah, it's crazy. So they <laughs> yeah, escape. And as they're like heading out, they're like, okay, we're we're safe. We eluded them. All of a sudden, Jason's helmet shatters from a gunshot. And as a light blares on. Holy shit, there it is. There it is. You guys can hear that now, right? The party yeah. man. Yeah, is back in right. town. Oh, a new king in town. <laughs> As the caption box reads, and so death comes to God. It's literally one of the ugliest panels I've ever seen. <laughs> but this is when we meet my fashion icon of the week. Hell yeah. Eduardo okay, Flamingo. Yeah. Get it up. Yeah. Oh yeah. This yeah. cover homaging purple, purple rain. rain yeah yeah it's one of the greatest things that frank quietly has ever drawn yeah it's pretty fucking awesome it's interesting <laughs> how hot flamingo is here and yeah. then you turn the page and flamingo is the least hot thing he's ever. decidedly not he is disgusting <laughs> <laughs> it's those jagged teeth man i think that's what it is um it's uh so, the way they are drawn yeah uh, it's, yeah, it's not it's great. Gross. So it's funny. Uh, Batman and Robin were captured by Red Hood and Scarlet. They've been tied up and they're going to be unmasked. However, live stream Scarlet, unmasked. Live stream live unmasked. Stream unmasked. However, yeah. uh, Red Hood and Scarlet have bigger problems because Flamingo is fucking terrifying. Oh, God. Yes. Um, and, he, he, and he wants Scarlet's face. Oh god, yes. That moment where he's pulling at her face and it's starting to rip off, like, uh. Oh god, yeah. Ugh. And also so, he doesn't say anything. He 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 says he, he says a laughs. little bit, but it just just laughs and little like noises. <laughs> <laughs> he's terrifying. He's terrifying. And I think honestly, Flamingo is a villain that I would love to see more done with. Same. He can be terrifying. I think he's a great yeah. enforcer type of villain. Like yes. uh, yeah. not enforcer like us, like the enforcers. Yeah. But like just like a, a, a muscle. A muscle. Like he's a he's heavy. a great muscle. Yeah. He's yeah. He's uh he's this generation. He's this generation's how people look at Bane. Is, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like sure, yeah. Actually, I was yeah. gonna say he's like the he's like Bane. the bond enforcer. Yes. You know, he's yeah. Mr. Hinks. Mr. Hinks or Jaws yeah. or, or Jaws, yeah. 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 
Yeah, uh, babe. Oh, Mr. Hinks is the best thing about that movie. Is oh. the best thing about that movie. Oh, Mr. Job. Hinks fucking rules, and he's the only good thing about that movie. He's not the only good thing, but he's the best thing about that movie. He, he he's one of like two. Good but things. so, and I love the idea that Red Hood and Scarlet got too big for their britches, and they pulled something down around them that they weren't prepared for. Yep. I love the concept yeah. of that, and so. They are getting their shit stomped by Flamingo. Uh, Batman and Robin get free. And as and I, I love this too. Like Jason is, he tells Scarlet that she has to leave. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's like, he gets right up to Flamingo who has crippled him. He's shot out his kneecap. He's like, shoot me, do it. I'll come back. Like, I love that. I love that. I love that's that characterization great. for him. Yeah, that's great. It's real good. All of a sudden, Damien's got a bazooka. <laughs> it's so good. It's Damien so... doing his best impersonation of Zoe Saldana at the end of the hit 2011 film, The Losers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> where he randomly also, has a also, bazooka out of nowhere. Also, strangely for Grant Morrison, some very homophobic language from Damien. <laughs> A little uh, weird. It is 2009. It's a little 2009, but it's still kind of. Also, unfortunately, fits for Damian Wayne. Yes, yeah. it does. Who it sure I think does. comes off as a pretty homophobic kind of character. Is a, yeah. Yes, you are not wrong. I mean, we did see that in the last few issues where he was true. beating the bearded. Very and, true. You know. So, Ooh. and that just goes to show you, if you beat up, you know, if if you beat up uh, Big Top, you're homophobic. You're homophobic. That's just what it is. Absolutely. So Batman uh, Batman and Robin arrive. Uh, they're fresh. They weren't caught by surprise by Flamingo, so they're able to disable him mostly. However, Flamingo is a fucking force of nature. And so Flamingo fights off Scarlet and Robin, He's a, and he shoots Robin in the back. Mm-hmm. And it is very terrifying. Double Robin. tap, baby. Yeah. Uh, but Scarlet fucking jumps on his back like a spider monkey, slices his throat. And then fucking Jason rolls up with a fucking whatever it's called. I forget. Giant earth mover thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. The crane, giant crane uh, guy. Construction yeah. crane. Construction yeah, yeah. crane yeah. scoops him up and then just drops him to vengeance arms again. His red right hand. And drops him hundreds of feet below. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Under all this rubble and rock. Oh, yep. man. So Batman goes to Damien. He's like, don't move. How much pain are you in? And he just goes, pain? I'm paralyzed below the waist. I can't feel anything at all. <laughs> and I just read it as so, like, inconvenienced. <laughs> just, he's got, just like, oh, not again. Energy. Just, like, oh, God damn it. so, like. You sound like a high pitch, like uh, 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 David Hyde Pierce, like yes. just like hundred percent. Yeah, David Hyde Pierce would be a good voice actor for Damien. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Like, just oh, tell the girl God. that we're even, and it's yeah. <laughs> and so Scarlet has escaped. Fucking <laughs> Jason Todd. It's like, did you see what I just did? And he takes. He's like, you don't have the stones to protect this city, and I can take you down any day. So let's have your best shot, Batman. And he just and he throws his fucking throws cards. All at the, it. You can. I, 
the only bummer is that you only see him do it like once, but I feel like he's doing it like with every word balloon. He's throwing a bunch of cards. It's like, ah, you, you think you, you think you can say this? You think you're so you fucking cool? Yeah. Batman. Like, come right on, Batman. So me. much cooler than no, Batman. Fight me, son of a hope, bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah. I hope you get a paper cut from all of these. I hope you do. Yeah. 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 Give me your best uh, shot. Batman. Raise you, yeah. raise you right in the cheek where your where your flesh from your your <laughs> mask is exposed. Yeah, you get that. As Dick just like grabs a towel and throws it at him, he's like, "Clean yourself up, you fucking idiot!" <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so Dick has this moment, and again, we get a big callback to the Killing Joke, where he's like, Let "Yes, me help you." Yes. And Jason has this moment of clarity, and he's like, "It's too late. It was always too late for me. Don't you get it? I tried really hard to be what Batman wanted me to be, which was you, but this world, this..." dirty twisted cool and ugly dung heap had other plans for me and it's not done yet just remember tonight i did something even batman couldn't do i beat my arch enemy <laughs> him looking up into the sky he's, like, he's such anime. a fucking anime <laughs> edgelord that three panels is so fucking anime <laughs> like... <laughs> and i think he and i th- i think he knows it's anime just as much as Gmo knows it's anime. Yeah. They, oh, they yeah. are very acutely aware. They're so aware. But so, no, tonight I did something that even Batman couldn't. I beat my arch enemy. As he rubs the blood on one side of his face yeah. and the rain starts pouring on him and he gets exactly. down on his knees. Ah! <laughs> Daddy's old Like. <laughs> <laughs> And so GCPD rolls up. Jason gets arrested. And I love this again. Dick's just like, your mom's paramedics just turned up. You sure you don't need painkillers? He's like, I told you I'm not in pain. I can't feel anything. Feel anything. (laughs) And so Jason's getting pulled away and he makes an excellent point. He says, you think it's over? There's going to be worse than Flamingo. You'll be wishing for someone like me and you. You think any of this would be happening if he was here? You recovered his body. Don't tell me the kid's mother can't find a Lazarus pit. They brought me back. How can you live with yourself? He's still dead because of something you can never admit. You just couldn't stand the fact that you were always going to be in his shadow. And this gets Dick. He is angry. Because Jason's... Fucking, fucking Mook, fucking Larry. Larry's <laughs> like, easy, Batman. Batman. Oh, easy, Batman. Easy, oh, Batman. Don't, don't let him shake you. Don't, don't hey, worry about it. Okay. Hey, don't let him hey, rattle hey, you. Hey, He's just saying hey, words. Hey, I got a brother that was like that, too. And he was an in-law, you know? Hey. <laughs> just saying words. Words. Got just a words, brother man. that was like that. They don't hurt, man. They don't. We all been there. <laughs> Listen, we all have a Tommy Butterfuco in our lives, okay? It's okay, man. Don't yeah. act on it. Don't Good. act on Don't it. Don't worry. It's like, and so he gets hey, pulled away. Walk used to hit me all the time, you know? He would always say, it's clobbering time, you know? And I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> walk it off, Batman. Walk, walk it, it off. off. Walk it off. <laughs> and so he gets pulled away. I love the panel. I know you said that Red Hood panel is your favorite, but I think the panel of them gurneying Damien is my favorite panel of this it's whole so thing. It's so good. He's <laughs> still so in the same good. position. <laughs> so good. Uh, and then we cut to Scarlet. Scarlet has escaped utilizing, uh, I think she take an ambulance. She took yeah. somebody's car. And yeah. we see the mask fall away, which 
I think means her face is gone now too. Who knows? Um, and unclear. Say goodbye unclear. to that character. And we've never seen her since. Uh, we see nice. Oberyn Sexton gets this call from someone, and there is a character who says, "The eyes and ears of El Penitente are everywhere. Your sins have found you out, Grave Digger. Your little secret is no secret to me." No, say nothing and listen very carefully. I have unfinished business in Gotham and scores to settle. Here's what you're going to do. So but we Grave know Digger's who this character some... is. It's not Dr. Hurd, is it? Yes, it is. You can oh tell. My God. He's wearing the mask. Oh, the mask. You're right. And oh. he's whipped a W into his back now. Fuck, you're right, because oh. it's Wayne, that uh. asshole. Because he might be Thomas Wayne. Jesus Christ, he's back. Dr. Fucking Hurt, baby. Oh, man. And now he's blackmailing Oberyn Sexton, who seems to have Oberyn some... Blackmailing Sexton. Sexton's got some skeletons in the closet, I guess. Shit. So we're gonna see, and then I didn't notice that. I'm rules. I didn't notice that. <laughs> in our last last page, Dick rolls up to this hidden area of uh, I want to say CW Star Labs. Oh, he, he rolls yes. up to Doctor Wells's fucking yeah. hidden Gideon area. <laughs> 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 it's it's really just that. Speak the password carefully, and he says Zer N R. And as the little pod opens, we find Batman's body. And it says, next in Batman and Robin, Blackest Night. With a K. And that is where we end this week. Holy shit, I love this so much. Uh, Let's talk favorite thing and uh, your final thoughts on the volume. Let's go to Jacob first. Oh, man. Uh, this was the only, um, like I said, this was the, the Batman and Robin that I read when it came out in real time. Um, yeah. and this was the only run, this is the only run I read. Uh, I, I never read past this. I never read before this. And, uh, this was great to come back to this. Cause it was just like, man, it's so neat having all the context in, yeah. involved and how much like, for sure. uh, no clue that like before this, you know, like battle of the cow went on and like all this uh, other bit and final crisis and everything. So it's just, yep. okay. It's just accepting like, this is, this is the new norm. Um, this was fantastic. Uh, this, this, this has, uh, the, not only is the art just fen- phenomenal for half of this, but, um, the, the story that flows through is, is very relatable and fun and very yeah. easy to get into. It really makes sense that this could be like the pitch pilot for like uh, the Grant Morrison way they're going to go for Batman in uh, the, the the James Gunn averse that's going to happen. The uh, Gunn very much the universe. The Gunnerverse, yeah, yeah, the the DC Gunnerverse is what I'm imagining it's going to be called. <laughs> DC's um, Gunnerverse. Uh, highlights of this was honestly a lot of stuff. It was it was Alfred rem- reminding about the actors' rule. Uh, uh, um, Professor Pig as pretty much just um, is Dr. Nick is my favorite thing. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> but as Pig- Piggy is still my favorite thing out of all of this. Um, I'm gonna the- remember that for the rest of my life. That's same so here, funny. same here. Oh god, I'm gonna hear nothing but that song every time I read <laughs> read that like section. And also, um, the homage to the Killing Joke a lot in this that was really cool. What you mentioned about the cover and uh, yeah. that moment with Jason at, at, when when like 
uh, uh, Dick tries to help him. His psych is like, no, it's too late for me. I'm just like, fuck, it's too late. Oh, I hate that so much. I hate that he's just, he knows that he's gone too far. Yeah. And and it just drives me crazy that he's like, I can never be brought back to the light. I'm just, I'm stuck in the darkness forever because of what I've done. And I can't, and you can't help me. So I'm sorry. And it's just, uh, it's so heartbreaking. Um, It's great. Um, This this was honestly one of the best Batman runs I've I've read, um, uh, and and this I do encourage you listeners to like definitely pick this up if you get the chance. Malcolm, get ready because it's only gonna get better. Uh, okay. <laughs> I man, do I love the first three issues of this so much? It's I think it's three issues I've read more than anything. Like over and over in comics, I reread that three that first three issues so often. Uh, that's a real comfort read for me. I I fucking love it. Um, I really like the story of the second part. I think that there's really yeah. good ideas. I wish I had a better artist on it or a more a more in tuned artist with with Grant Morrison's ideas. I think like you see Grant and Frank quietly like they you know they they've worked together several times over the years yeah. and they're so in tune with you know what they need for the project and i think that philip tan just wasn't there like it, it felt very it felt very fill-in artist you know like fill-in gotta do it fast and these right. three issues came out very fast too uh they released i think like every two weeks oh really um, okay. yeah they they came out like super fast yeah um and i you know it, it's unfortunate because i think the story is really interesting i think there's something very interesting there uh, I also think maybe that story could be used like one more issue because it wraps up really fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, like I said, I think it's weird that it invalidates the entire purpose of Battle for Cal, uh, <laughs> like entirely. Like, there's yeah. just no reason. But it yeah. also is the biggest defense for my argument last week of like, ah, I kind of wish Jason was Batman. Like, because <laughs> yeah. that would be really interesting. Because it would show how bad he is at it. That's the thing. For Jason to be faced by, like, this Red Hood being somebody else. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think would be a really interesting reflection for where Jason is and where Jason needs to be as Batman. Yeah. Also, yeah. like, the conversation between Alfred and Dick in the first half of this of, like, hey, listen, this needs to be a performance. I think that also could serve for Jason being Batman as well. Of being like, listen, don't mm. try to be Batman. Yeah. Try to be your own version of Batman, mm -hmm. you know, like, and you'll be better served in it. What I think you there, see? there'll be something yeah. way more interesting there. So, again, it's something that keeps running through my mind this entire run. I love Dick Grayson as Batman. Same. Dick Grayson's my favorite DC character. Like, of course, I'm going to love him as Batman. It's going to be awesome. But what could have been, you know? On, yeah. on Earth-65, there's a <laughs> hell of a run of Dick Grayson not being Batman, Dick's still Nightwing, and Jason Todd is Batman to Damien's Robin. For yeah. sure. Yeah. There, there was one real... I'm so sorry. There was one... You mentioned, like, uh, if there was a different artist. I was I, For the life of me throughout the whole, pot, the whole time we were recording this, I've been trying to find this artist that reminds me of Frank Whiteley, uh, and I finally found it. It's because he did this... Uh, he did this series with Frank Miller, the big guy in Rusty, the boy robot. Uh, oh, Jeff, Jeff Darrow. Yeah. Yes. He, his, mm -hmm. his, the way his art style is very similar to like Frank Miller. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, mm -hmm. if they would have gotten him, it would have like been like, 
almost similar, but at the same time, at least like we know, like it's a different. Uh, Daryl would have been incredible. Daryl would have been incredible, be but I feel like it would have run into the argument of like, oh, this just feels like B grade quietly. Yeah, which oh, I'm not okay, saying yeah, that's what yeah. his art is. That's not no, but coming like, after that, it would have. It, it's like yeah. a, it's like an uncanny valley aspect of yeah. like i feel like this is his i would almost radic go right. like in a radically different direction like if they wanted to bring okay. back uh tony daniel or give us something like frank cho i wish this was andy Huber. <laughs> i think andy Huber Huber would have oh, this would yeah. have been a great one to bring Huber back for that's the thing yeah, yeah you're right doing the yeah. fuck out of yeah this you're right, right for sure killed mm. it. and mm. real quick no disrespect to philip tan no, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, like I said, I think that he just wasn't in tune with yeah, with Which what happens. Graham Morrison's you know story needed, especially after the first three issues where you see the ebb and flow of the art and the story becoming one thing. They are very different, separately, like two different things in this story, uh, in this four, in this three issues. Like they become two different things, and they feel like two different things in two different rooms. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm with both of you. I think that the the art in the back half isn't as good as the quietly art. And I mean, to be honest, what is? But what is those first three issues are three? Of, it is one of my favorite stories in comics. Period. Yeah, yeah. it's perfect comics. Book. I love it. Perfect so comics. Very good um, it's it's perfect storytelling. Um, the characters are incredible. This is the kickoff to my favorite era of Batman. I love Dick Grayson as Batman. I love Damian Wayne as Robin. I love the two of them together. And I cannot wait to get into more of them and their new dynamic. Ah, uh, as the dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get into what we'll be talking about next week, uh, we've got some emails, which means, Malcolm, what time is it? It's a mail of time. Imagine you're a mailman at the mail post office place, uh, and all of a sudden you look down and your feet are hooves. Uh, it's a mail of time. I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be part of the Geeksplain Book Club mailbag, send your emails to geeksplain at gmail.com and put Bat Club mailbag in the subject header, and we will. <laughs> read it here on the friday show he's back because um, this time i had time to prepare for it you, you, you had time you had time <laughs> had you were time. ready i had time <laughs> our first email comes from good brother jacob goodhart. goodhart hey what's up fellow bro uh he writes dear geeksplain podcast we finally get to what i think the best part of this entire run is faux show uh dick being batman is something that makes complete sense for his character while at the same time is bittersweet as dick never wanted this in the first place i agree with you guys and that i think cassandra would be the best to take up the mantle of batman after bruce is unable to i also recall that james gunn mentioned liking cassandra kane and it makes me hope that we might see her in live action properly for the first time he put properly in all caps mm. my guy uh speaking yes. of dick my brother came to visit <laughs> Speaking of Dick, nice my brother segue. came to visit last week after hearing the episode. <laughs> I gifted him my copy of Nightwing by Tom Taylor. That's that's what the speaking of Dick ah, is. It was long-winded okay. to get okay. there, but we got there. Okay. Um, I gifted him my copy, but we got there. <laughs> 
Uh, I gifted him my copy of Nightwing by Tom Taylor, Volume 1, for him to keep. He was a little hesitant, but after telling him that it was a perfect starting on point and seeing the art by Bruno Redondo, he likes more stylized or cartoony art over ultra-realistic artwork, he agreed to read it. I'm hoping this that this at least gets him interested in this run and thinks about getting the trades. I hope so as well. Keep us updated. Um, it's the best. I just yeah. got a uh, first print of number 78 the first issue of that run hey. uh because i didn't have a first print regular cover and i just got one hey. Yay! this shit. is the best run good shit it rules uh, he writes now instead of a question i have somewhat of a discussion topic this week with the upcoming flash movie there's been an ongoing discussion about how the first movie that the flash has is flashpoint of all things a story that i personally don't think is very good as it happens for no reason despite barry allen being smart enough to know what could happen if he did in fact alter the past of course we also sort of need this to be flashpoint to fix the movie universe and i get that but at this point i think you should just reboot the universe without a movie that about which nobody would really care. Uh, however, it still bugs me that the first ever Flash movie doesn't seem to have a single Flash villain in it. Flash yep. has an expansive rogues gallery, enough to fill a few wings of a museum, if the Jeff Johns Flash run is any indication, who could easily be in a Flash movie. However, when this is brought up by the... Whenever this is brought up, the response is that since Flash fought Darkseid in the Justice League movie and can turn back time, why would there be any conflict with some street-level villains? And use that to justify the scope of this movie. Now, I can understand the argument here, but it's dead wrong in my eyes. I think it shows a problem that superhero movies in general have now. You've discussed on the show a few times how you enjoy stories with more personal stakes, and I agree. I don't, under, I don't care about a fictional world ending if I don't care about the world itself. However, I feel like the MCU and the DCEU by extension have pushed the idea that only bigger stakes matter. I mean, the last Spider-Man movie had the multiverse in it just to help build towards the upcoming Avengers movie, something that the MCU has a really bad track record of doing with their movies, building up the big overarching story at the expense of character. And ironically, the Flash is kind of the Spider-Man of DC. He fights everything from muggers to rogues to anti-monitors, but audiences can't seem to have this idea that the only threat to the hero should be someone more physically powerful than them. Now, I'm hoping that the DCEU will focus more on smaller scale going forward, but with Marvel, I almost feel like it's too late. What do you guys think about this? Thank you, Jacob Goodhart. Um, honestly, I, I think you're you're spot on. Uh, it might be too late for the DC or sorry for the MCU to go backwards. Um, it would be interesting, and I think that when we eventually do get to Secret Wars, there is a potential going after that for them to be more small scale. But the best thing that could happen for DC right now is for Gunn to give us a whole new slate, new, more personal stories. Uh, we already know that he's directing uh, Superman and his version on it feels very personal, mm -hmm. which I love. Um, so I'm hoping that that theme continues through. Uh, you guys have any thoughts? Uh, a really great agree. example. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was just saying I completely agree. Uh, it, it's... Yeah. To 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 big scale, I think that's messy. The Flash has literally, I th I think the Flash has the best rogues gallery Same. in the DC universe. Same, like yeah. move over Batman rogues. Like the Flash has the best rogues gallery. They're called the, DC the rogues. They're literally For called the rogues. the rogues. Like it's very frustrating that a Flash movie is not about the Flash whatsoever. But yeah. it's also uh, less frustrating because I don't like this version of the Flash, so it's fine. <laughs> same here yeah like uh, a really great example of like 
a very powerful villain that I didn't think was going to be taken that I didn't take seriously was the thinker in the flash series and Yo, perfect example. where he perfect was, example. he was the main villain. Good God. The mid season finale of that, of just that season um, rules. the body, the, like, like, uh, like this, that, that, that is how far you go with that kind of, that kind of creativity for that kind of character, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. sure. He's not a big, powerful, like a, a brute of a character, you know, like some hulking figure that's physically powerful. You know, he's a thinker. He's a, he's a genius and he manipulates so easily around the flash that it is just very heartbreaking and very personal. Um, yeah. I, uh, it, it drove me crazy because like when Peter Capaldi was like the thinker, I just kept thinking, fuck, they should have just, made him in that season because holy shit that yeah. would have been incredibly yeah. super intense like oh boy yeah. that's awful but amazing so like yeah. like amazing so like you know like i would love uh that i would have loved that for like a first movie for uh for this Agreed. especially if even if it was oh, yeah. ezra miller it would have been great to see him versus peter capaldi as like some uh as the thinker like if they did all that but you know I, but yeah, yeah. I, but, I just i have i have no interest in them being the flash anymore no not so at like, all yeah, I mean, I'm, get them I'm ready, get ready them to, out. i'm ready to move on so hopefully yeah. when we get a new flash yeah, maybe same. wally west uh, we'll be able to have him fight some rogues. We'll it, it's really funny that this came today because right before recording, I actually just finished reading uh, for the first time Mark Wade's Flash Run. Oh I my just God. finished it this morning for the first time. Um, Love it. Because I had never read all of it like in one go. Yeah. What a fan fucking tastic run that is. Mark Wade uh, continues to not miss. Mark Wade's run, that 90s, 2000s run is fucking yeah. perfect. My only problem is that. Brian Augustin co-wrote most of that run and mm-hmm. is not credited on those trades as the flash yeah. by Brian Augustin and Mark Wade. Yeah, and he should be, especially in the wake of him passing. I think he should have been credited mm. for that better. I hope um, in the next reprint, they do that. I really fucking hope, for but sure. put that shit in the omnibuses. I'll buy those omnibuses Same because mm-hmm. holy shit, that run fucking rules. It rules. Really rules. Really rules. And there's a ton of fucking awesome villains that you could do for movies with that. Yeah. Uh, Cobalt Blue would be awesome. Uh, Replicant would be awesome. Like all of them would be so sick. For sure. So I don't you know, know what? Real, real quick. Uh, you guys, you guys did your like version of Flash. Oh yeah. Okay. No again. Uh, well, I was just gonna say like the like the Flash stuff was like uh, Earth Two Flash stuff. It would have been really great like uh, if like the like what they did with Flash as well for like what I thought of would have been like a little very Doctor Who. Where it's just like each yeah. each flash yeah. is just pretty much like like eleventh doctors is is Wally and Barry is David Tennant and then you just split like Christopher would have been fine. On her e- with easiest like thing Jay, you could do. Yeah. Easiest, easiest thing, you thing you could do. Miss the mark. Maybe maybe someday we'll get a proper proper look at that. We won't. Uh, but our next email comes from Tom Trainer, who I believe is a first time uh, hey, writer Tom. here to the book club. Uh, he writes, "How's it going, gentlemen?" I came to your podcast last year and have enjoyed going back and binging past book club episodes. But when you announced your GMO season right at the WB Slate announcement, I knew I had to drop everything and catch up to do this season week by week. Yep. Geekstradamus. It's almost like uh, we knew. Just the way it. <laughs> it's almost like I had a candlelit dinner with James Gunn, but I didn't, obviously. 
almost got, like you did. Got a couple questions for the mailbag this week. When the fir- With the first issues of Dick as Batman in discussion, I wanted to ask your opinion on Legacy Heroes. What do you think is the right amount of time for a mantle to be passed before the original character comes back? I think Dick's second run during Morrison is right in the sweet spot where he didn't overstay his welcome, but still some still got some really great stories but i know there are fans that would wish he'd stay much longer me it's me who you're talking about yep um so for that question i i mean it depends it depends on the character how long was wally the flash before barry came back that long that long make me miss the character make me go through an entire generation of people not being familiar with the former version of that character and then do the return of in but make it a uh, big old twist. Like yeah. with the return of Barry Allen. Yeah. One of the greatest Flash stories ever told. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next question. What characters across comics do you think should have had more time with their respective mantles and which do you think were perfect as is? Uh, Sam Wilson should have had more time as Captain America. And I'm very glad that he's getting that time now. Uh... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Let me just throw that out there. <laughs> uh, for me, Jane Foster is the Mighty Thor. That Excellent. Should have yep. been yep. way more. I would have uh-huh. loved at least five years of that before we actually got that big like ending for yep. her. I would have. That would have been great. That's another. Really hey, give me twenty years of that. <laughs> give um, me twenty years. My my big one was Superior Spider Man. Yep. I feel yep. like we should have got more time with that, but now I have a big three. Now it's oh. Superior Spider-Man, Clea as the Sorcerer Supreme, Goddamn right, and Mary Marvel as the new champion of Shazam. Goddamn right, I will be mad yes. about those forever. Yes, listen, forever. that new Doctor Strange number one that came out this week was really fucking great, but goddamn it, Clea should still be fucking Sorcerer Supreme, and Steven should be fucking gone. I'm sorry. We got it for fucking ten issues. That's it. That's, that sucks. We we gave them he an did. out too. We could have kept Clea and then made Steven the Sorcerer Supreme in our rebooted Ultimate Universe. Yes, but they didn't want to yeah. take it. They didn't want to take it. Nope. So now um, we take her. Yes. Ooh. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Let's do. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Here we go. I say we Fuck just yeah. take her. Ultimate Clea <laughs> with Pedro. Fuck yeah. With Pedro, yeah. Pedro, Pedro Pascal as Clea Strange. Yes, exactly. I'm there for it. Bet, bet. I'm You're here welcome. for it. <laughs> uh, he writes, lastly, how long do you think a character needs to hold a mantle before they earn the right to hold it regardless of their predecessor returning? I think this is closer to what you were saying for the first one, Malcolm. Um, mm. Personally, I think you need a Wally or Kyle level of history, but I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. Been really enjoying going back through this incredible run with you guys. Look forward to more Tom Trainer. Yeah. I think that's a perfect amount. Wally and Kyle got the perfect amount of time for us to go, that's Green Lantern. That's the Flash. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that when those characters, when Barry, when Hal came back, it's like, oh, cool. It's cool to have them. But they're the past. I think the, the biggest part of that, too, is that when you have that time, you can have that character grow into the role better. The best yes. thing about Wally becoming the Flash is at the beginning of that run, he sucks as the Flash. Yeah, he's, that's he's the best not, part. He's not a good guy. Like he's yeah, a total yes. dick, mm-hmm. and he's he's a <laughs> pretender. Like, and it, and it doesn't work. But he grows into being the Flash, and it weighs. You on have it. that time to do that, and it weighs yeah. on, and it it means something when he finally is like, okay, no, 
I actually am the Flash. Like, I am going to start being the Flash. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this is really it. It actually means something. As opposed to when you only have a couple of years, then that legacy character has to immediately become proficient, has a very fast, like, learning curve story, and then has to be awesome for the whole time, yeah. and then lose it. And it, it just doesn't work as well. It's not as fair. Yeah. That, it, that's something that I love about this. Yes. Is Dick having to grow into that across those first three issues yeah. and dealing with that pretender, that imposter syndrome. And it, and it helps with Dick being Batman since there's so many Batman books. Yes. So you have yeah. Batman and Robin, but you also have the same kind of thing going on in Judd Winnick's Batman. And then like in Detective another book, too, like, you know, like it helps that you have multiple books to do that with. And it yeah. feels like a natural evolution as opposed yeah. to if it was just the Batman and Robin book, three issues isn't enough time. Imagine if that was a year or two years mm-hmm. of him really settling into that role. That would be really special. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. So, yeah, it's a bummer. So our next email comes from Marcel Hines. Marcel. Oh, it's good to hear from Marcel. Hines. Uh, he writes, hello, Gotham Knights. Glad to be here another week. Hope everyone has been well. Meant to send this for nearly a month now, but I kept forgetting. Work and life have been kicking my ass lately. Yo, I'm sorry, same. Bud. I feel like that. Uh, he writes, the Batman and Robin series is my most vivid memory of Morrison's Batman run. It started right when I was collecting comics on my own during high school, and I still have a few issues lying around. I can't wait to revisit it on the book club. Should be a fun ride. Since you guys seemed interested about the idea of Spider-Marvel last time I wrote in, I thought it would be fun to give its tragically brief history here for you all, as well as my fellow listeners. Uh, For those of you who may have forgotten, uh, he referenced in a previous email about the romance between Peter Parker and Carol Danvers, which Mm -hmm. at the time I was like, "Mm, I don't know about that. I loved that. It's it's interesting. (laughs) And he's going to go into the history of it right here. He writes, it started way back in Miss Marvel number 34 from 2009, written by Brian Reed and drawn by uh, Paolo Siquiero and Adriana mellow carol needed some help with something and in exchange peter asked for a date which he surprisingly got they didn't go on their date until issue 47 same writer but this time drawn by mark robinson the date itself doesn't really go that well also there were superhero shenanigans in the middle but it ended up being nice enough with them eating chili dogs on a rooftop that was until the spider-man tie-in of the siege event from 2010 once again written by brian Brian reed by marco santucci in that issue, Peter and Carol fight Venom, who was Matt Gargan at the time, one of my favorite periods of Venom. Hell so, yeah. oh, so yes. Briefly takes over Carol, revealing that she has a crush on Peter. After that, the two had an adventure in a two-part story in Avenging Spider-Man 9 and 10, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick and drawn by Terry Dodson. Issue the canonical being, first appearance of Captain Marvel. Which he wrote here as well. Whoa. Nothing really romantic in these issues, but it did display that the pair have solid chemistry with each other. The last time the pair were brought up in a romantic sense with one another was ASM number 7 in 2014, written by Dan Slott and drawn by Giuseppe Camuncoli. When Peter met Kamala for the first time, she revealed she was a Spider-Marvel fan and asked him a bunch of questions about Carol. Peter mentioned they went on one date and Carol left it at that, which he seemed a little upset about. While I know nothing will likely ever come from this relationship again, though there was a small reference to it in the cover of issue 27 of this current run, which centered on Carol speed dating, I still thought it was a fun dynamic to explore, if only for a little bit. 
My question this week is, when has enough been enough for you when it comes to a comic? Specifically, are there some comics you were reading but then dropped because a story took a turn you weren't interested in? For me, I've only dropped two comic series because the story took me out. To prevent any ill feelings, I won't reveal here what they were, but I'm curious to know if there are books, are any books you all felt this way about and which specific moment made you say, I'm done. Stay awesome and stay safe. That is a great question. Thank you for the uh, for the history lesson on uh, Spider Marvel. I was not yeah. aware of all that, so that's pretty yeah. freaking cool. It rules. It's a good pairing. I like the two of them it's together. It's interesting. A lot. I th I think it would. I think it is more interesting in that like late two thousands era where Peter was treated like an adult. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because like Peter, Peter with all the like high school early college characterizations that he's that gotten doesn't in work. recent years doesn't that work doesn't with work. carol no yeah. um yeah, school uh, school teacher school teacher peter would have definitely been like that yeah, been interesting. it's specifically yeah. like slots run peter makes yeah. sense yeah. same with For like sure. when slot put her him with a uh, mockingbird and i was like yes. yeah hell yeah that works oh, yeah yeah, yeah. i love that. that was great love that pairing love loved that. that too um but when was a book when was enough enough when it came to a book you guys have any anything at the moment usually oh. for me when when it comes time for me to jump off a book is when a there's a creator shift yeah um if i'm oh, yeah. really digging a book's creative team and they're like okay this is gonna be our last run but it continues on is normally when i jump off yeah um, same i'm trying same to here I'm trying to I'm think trying to if think there's of... a specific story. Um, yeah, I could think um... specifically using that example. I, that's always usually like a red flag for me of like, oh, this might be the time for me to jump off this book. Yeah. But I'll always give it like a shot, especially if it's a book I love. For sure. Let's take Marauders, yeah. for example. Uh, Jerry Duggan's mm. Marauders is my favorite Kakoa era book. Marauders. It was my favorite Kakoa era book. And I was heartbroken when Jerry Duggan was leaving that book. Um, and then the next run is Steve Orlando's run. And I got like an issue in, and I was like, I am not into this. I it fundamentally <laughs> yeah. changed that book entirely and I was not into it. So I dropped it. So that's like the most recent example I could think of. Yeah, usually, usually that's the same for me. Like if there's a drastic character change or there's yeah. a creative team shakeup and I'm either not super vibing with it or yeah. whatever, um, I'll be completely honest and transparent. Uh, I jumped off of Detective Comics. I just, I couldn't. Yep. That's a really it's, good example too. Yeah. It's, I yeah. don't, I don't have mm -hmm. any ill will towards Rom V or anyone working on that book. Uh, Raphael Albuquerque mm -hmm. is one of my favorite artists of all time. Yeah. But I'm just, I just that book is not haven't connected with, with it. Yeah. I haven't connected with it, which is unfortunate. I'm, I'm right um, there with you. That's I know a great example. I know it's great, but I'm just not connecting with it. And that's, no. that's something thing. that happened to me. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so that's 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 my view on it yeah jacob any any thoughts on that author or oh dear me too I glitched out, didn't I? Just yeah, you yeah. glitched pretty hard. <laughs> you're 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 still kind of glitched, yeah. camera wise. You're Vanellope. Hopefully, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Hopefully, still... yeah, I'm here. I think I'm still here. Okay, there you go. Audio wise, we there can hear you just fine. 
Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so that's 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 us. Um our final email comes from good brother Adam Stringfellow. Hey Stringfellow, Stringfellow. Who writes, Hey, what up, terrible trio? How are y'all doing this week? Hope y'all are off to a good week. I'm on leave right now with my love Michael in New Orleans as we speak, and we're having a bomb ass time. Yes, no. excellent. Yeah. No. Shout out to Michael. Shout out to Michael. For my question this week, I wanted to ask the three of y'all this. What are some comic book characters that have been done far better in other media, such as movies, shows, and video games, rather than in comics, in y'all's opinion? For me, I have a few in that regard. Captain America, Batman, Jon Stewart, and Spider-Man, both Peter and Miles, and Black Panther. For Cap, the MCU did him amazing justice, as before his trilogy, I respected Cap and never connected with him until the MCU tackled the themes of his depression and loneliness, but also his down-to-earth approachability. Kevin Conroy's Batman is the one I gravitate towards whenever I read to write about him john stewart isn't is leagues and eons away more interesting and likable in jail and jlu than he is in comics and insomniac's peter is the best incarnation of peter in my opinion same with miles and into the spider-verse and of course chadwick boseman's black panther was cut too short but connected with me as a as a role model in the mcu those are just my picks and would love to hear y'all's opinions on the matter take care and talk to y'all soon all the best and much more adam yeah, that's interesting. Um, I've I've talked about before how much I love the Insomniac version of Peter. Um, yeah. That's like my sweet spot for a Peter that's been around, but also still kind of has young 20s energy. Yeah. Um, Kevin Conroy, yeah. I don't think is ever going to be touched for his adaptation of Batman. Um, mm-hmm. I think to say that it's better than the comics is difficult. Um, and honestly, I would say if you liked uh the mcu's take on steve check out um man out of time the yeah. captain america comic yeah, the man mark out wade of time. book yeah. mark wade uh jorge molina one of my very favorite captain america stories of all time check it out it's wonderful would recommend for sure um i would say honestly when it comes to the um adaptation side i agree i think both the insomniac and into the spider-verse versions of miles for me are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are i think more bold characters and stand yeah. out better yes um yeah i i do have a soft spot for comic book miles now that we did the book club last year yeah but but that dips after a point so correct yes yeah absolutely no, I, agree. I agree um are there any others? John Stewart was the first person I thought of immediately. Yes, for uh, sure. Like that's an easy one. Um, I would say Peggy Carter. Yeah, uh, the Peggy movie Carter. version of that character. Great pull. Like Wait. the movie version of that character is insanely better. Uh, another version, a uh, Static Shock. Static I think Static Shock, Shock is better than Static from the comics. Like, oh yeah, forty billion Absolutely. times. Absolutely. Um, I think those um, are better versions. Can, can we just say the entirety of the boys? The entirety, <laughs> the of the entire, boys. The entirety, every Holy character. Shit. TV Homelander is way more. He's actually interesting mm-hmm. compared to <laughs> fucking everything else. Um, Pepper Potts. Um, Pepper Potts. Yeah. Pepper Pepper Potts. I think the to Mandarin. a degree, movie Pepper Potts. Uh, the, the, Mandarin. the Mandarin with Wen Wu. Wow. Yes, Ooh. with Wen Wu. Very yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent. That's a great pull. Uh, who else? Um, I think it's interesting that we're not really naming a lot of DC characters, and I think that's, that because that uh, the, the comics are, are difficult. <laughs> I I do. I mean, whenever uh, I think of Superman's voice, I always think of George Newbern. 
Oh, that's normally that's the voice that comes to that. mind because it's the JLU I, voice uh, as well as Tim Daly. Yeah, I was going to say it's Tim Daly for me because yeah. that was the first voice for me that I for ever sure. heard. Uh, uh, I was also going to say, well, I was going to say uh, uh, Invincible, honestly. This this show Interesting. is absolutely, for me, Interesting. It's a, little bit, a little more leaps and bounds than I what I was expecting from. I like, think certain characters are in Invincible for sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like there's certain traits and stuff like that in the show that is like, uh, and yeah. character wise, that like, um, that I like Amber more. Leaps and bounds better. Amber. William is a big example. Amber um, and William. Yes. Yeah. Very Great yeah. examples. Yeah. Yeah. Great, Great examples example. for sure. Um, who else? Shit. That's a really good question. It's a really good. We're all like looking back at our, at our, our memorabilia and, and we're trying to figure out. Ah. Uh, oh, yeah. I almost said Watchmen. Anyway, um, uh, you're fine. Honestly, I mean, yeah, Watchmen. Watchmen would be a pick for me. Um, really? Yeah. Either the movie or the TV show, I think, okay. are better uh, better than uses of that material and that world than the book is. Yes. Easily. Okay, that's very fair. Yes, very I would agree easily. with that. I think sure. I think that's actually a really good poll. That's a great poll. Okay. Um. Uh, I just had it, and it just I it left my mind. Can now. we technically uh, say the MCU for how it adapted the Ultimates? Nah, uh, <clears throat> that's a technicality because it's a it, blend it's, of it's very technicality because uh, I don't know. Kind of yeah. I don't know. A little bit. Uh, let's just say Samuel Jackson for Ultimate Nick Fury. I think Samuel Jackson's a better Nick Fury than Ultimate Nick Fury is. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we just boil it down to that. Yeah. <laughs> How about Doom Patrol? Um, I was going to say Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol uh, is a good shot. That's interesting, yeah. I, I like the, the show-wise is is very easy to get into and very fun, and it's very random, and it's like yeah, you love the randomness of it. That's It, it reminds me of Dirk Gently's uh, Holistic Detective Agency, kind of like where it's just <laughs> like it, it's all this wackiness, but it all makes sense in, in the end. You know what? To um, that point, I'm I'm gonna say uh, Manu Bennett's Deathstroke. I, I was I was really thinking about that in the show than I've ever yeah. liked Deathstroke in the comics. I was yeah. literally looking at my Deathstroke here and I was like, I think maybe Manu Bennett's Deathstroke. I'm also in like Titans, a right? I, I, yeah. No, he he was an just, arrow. No, in, in oh, arrow. arrow. They're also yeah. slayed the in Titans yeah. for sure. Yeah. I was gonna say slayed for in sure. Titans. He's another. One. He's fucking stellar. Oh, um, so good. I was going to say uh, 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 specifically first season of The Flash, Reverse Flash. Yeah, mm. baby. I think that's better than most of the most actual, of the comics, like, yeah. Eobardthon yeah, comics stuff. Yeah. I think that's such a great treatment for that villain, uh, the yeah. man in the yellow suit. I think that's I think that's a really wonderful treatment for that character. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck. I think that's, that's a pretty good list. Wolverine? Yeah. Disagree. Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Disagree. <laughs> Disagree. The man is too tall. Yeah. He's too tall. No, I would never. I just came back from Tucson. I will drive back and I'll fight you. I would you never. I would never say that. I will fight you. I, I swear to God. Uh, that was an absolute joke. Though, if we're talking about Kirby Morrow's Scott Summers from X Men Evolution, that one's pretty good. Mm, <laughs> that that, pretty is, good. that hey. is a really great. Cyclops. pretty good Shit. and that's a really great wolverine too i love yes. that wolverine scott mcneil oh, scott mcneil so good scott mcneil that's a that's a fuck that's a good shot i would listen i've been campaigning for quite a while to be 
Wolverine in this Wolverine game by Insomniac. Hashtag Eric Wolverine. Thank you. But if they brought back Scott McNeil Fuck. for that Wolverine game, Fuck. I would be in fucking But yeah, so that's that's a pretty, I think, solid list. Uh, but I I do think that there are some adaptations that are just they're just superior, and that's okay. Also, because this is a Stringfellow joint, he did send a PS. I'm going to screen share for us. This is going to mean nothing to you, listener. But he sent <laughs> PS here a few pictures of Michael and I. <gasps> and... Oh, look at them. Okay. Chris Van. Hell yeah. Hey, I was going to say, I saw the color, I saw the color run pictures online, actually. Yeah. yeah. Adorable. Really, yeah. really adorable. Y'all are so, so cute. Yeah, y'all are cute. So y'all are so cute. Very happy for you, Stringfellow. Hell yeah. But yeah, so again, thank you to everyone who wrote in. If you want yes. to be part of next week's Geek Explained Book Club mailbag, send your emails to geeksplained at gmail.com. Put uh, Bat Club mailbag in the subject header, and we will read it here on the Friday show. Gentlemen, next week, we are continuing on with the batman and robin reborn train very excited we're going to be covering batman and robin issue 7 through 12 uh continuing on the dick and damien adventures let me pull up that's batman versus robin yee <laughs> that is <laughs> but but it's not the batman versus robin animated movie no it's not the batman versus uh, robin wish they would current uh current thing that yeah. just happened with mark yeah, it's Wade. not that yeah uh yeah, this is the it's... og batman versus robin baby OG batman. Oh, wow. yeah it's it's interesting because we know that this is coming right we we've been assuming that this was going to come eventually um but the synopsis goes like this the new batman and robin uncover clues involving the mysterious death of bruce wayne before facing off against each other in a heated battle investigated by robin's mother that both heroes will regret if they live through it uh yeah so that's that's gonna be very interesting to see what comes of that we got the tease that some lazarus stuff might be involved who knows it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a rough time so once again uh issues 7 through 12 of batman and robin entitled batman versus robin tune in for that next week as we continue on this amazing grant morrison batman odyssey hell yeah be there or be square not a circle because we all know better right well, I mean, it. unless you're a hole in things. Stop. Yeah. Uh, but for now, for the Geek Explained Book Club, I've been Eric Azana. I was Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I will continue to be Jacob Brown. And yes. we will see you next time. Let the punishment fit the crime! Gong.
Everything's turning black Still don't know how I'm going